What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. It's episode number 193. This is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael, and I'm joined, as always, by the so-host, Seth Ott. This is the voice of the so-host. Now this is the voice yes, of the so-host. <laughs> now this oh, is the voice of the so-host. Oh, geez. It's split. <laughs> all the so-hosts. All the so-hosts are in the house, but there is only one bro-host. Jared Buckendall. This is the voice of the bro host. <laughs> Very well done. Now that That's you guys it. know all of our voices. Mm-hmm. Um, here's our asses. <laughs> here's our asses. Well, it's a good thing we're not on video this week. Why am I in video? Turn off the stream. Turn it off. Their butts. They got their butts out. Oh, no. Someone's sending me tips and telling me to do something weird with my butt. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh. No camera should go there. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. I want to give a big shout out to everyone who joined us last week uh, on our monthly live show. Had a lot of fun uh, hearing hearing y'all uh, and and conversating with y'all in the comments and all of that. Um, also, want to give a big shout out to everyone who who competed in this year's Oscar challenge. We're gonna have the results of that a little bit later on. We're gonna announce the winner of our uh, movie fan prize pack. So stay tuned. Um, to that to find out if it was you. Um, the guys don't even know yet. I'm the only one who has results. So very excited to share that with all of you. But again, thanks to everyone who um, who yeah. participated. It'll be real convenient if Cody wins. Well, I mean, I, I told you the other night, I just picked them all correct. Like that's, I just... <laughs> I don't know, man. I think we need an drama. unbiased third party to be checking yeah. all of these results. Yeah. So it's a fair... Wow. Um, I mean, I, I'm not calling you out, but I just, I just feel like that's the service we need to do yeah. uh, or give to our fans and our listeners. Just, just so you know, if oh. I don't win, this is going to the Supreme Court for at least a few months, and if it's not overturned because this is a unfair, uh, unfair election, an unfair voting process, uh, unfair results tabulation, then it's not a, it's not a clear winner. And truthfully, I feel like the, you know. <laughs> competition was stolen from me so and i i don't want to be um threatening um i i want to you know be be as calm and cool as i can be but i'm going to ruin you with legal fees <laughs> <laughs> oh god wankers we need your support keep me out of Wanker. prison for uh for voter fraud i think i think it's i think it's very telling um that you guys feel the need to call my integrity into question because <laughs> for one <laughs> You must not have a lot of confidence in yourselves if you think that the because you've already you've already <laughs> asserted that you can't trust the votes and you don't even one of you might have won, um, and also um, I don't know I feel I'm a little insulted I, I guess that's fair I, I have I have been known to bend the rules in my own favor a time or two but uh, in in matters that um, in matters such as these I, I try to be I try to be pretty unbiased and pretty down the middle so with exception to the fact that I just picked all the right answers <laughs> I, I don't think you'll find anything fishy. Uh, in the results here. I don't know. I feel like I need to hire uh, a lawyer who may have started in uh, Borat 2 to help me out here. So, oh, know. gosh. I think he's busy, but you can probably find <laughs> <him in this court. laughs> Oh, man. Back to the uh, the live show piece. want to put on y'all's calendars. Um, May 20th is going to be our next live show. So that's a few Thursdays from now. Again, that's going to be 8 p.m. Central on the J Buck Studios YouTube page. At Jared Buckendall. So we hope y'all will join us there. 
Um, lots of fun, lots of chatter in the comments, uh, lots of interaction with y'all. Plus, we'll have a video up so you can actually see our butts on that episode. So look forward to seeing y'all out there in a few weeks. We got a lot of stuff to get to, particularly around the world of movies. As I mentioned before, um, we had uh, the Oscars this weekend, so we'll talk about that. We had a few shows, uh, actually one big show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, which wrapped up last week. So we're going to get to some spoiler chat about that later in the show and lots of other stuff as well. We'll get to a tournament of trivial topics on the way there in addition to those things. But before we get to any of that, we got to get uh, we gotta get lubricated here. We got to get fired up. We got to get titillated. Let's start with a titillating topic. Titillating topics. Uh, the titillator is now ready to go. We're going to fire her up. Here we go. If you had to change your name, what would your new name be? <laughs> I have a preloaded answer to this. I think I can go. Um, th- this is this is both the name that I would change my name to and the name of the main character uh, in the in the movie about my life. Um, if, in, a, in a biography about me, it wouldn't be Cody Michael in the movie. Um, the the main character's name would be Calvin Mitchell. It's it's a slight change from my name, but I think it has more, I think it has more, um, more action star quality than Cody Michael does. I think Michael B. Jordan would play a character named Calvin Mitchell. I don't think I could get Michael B. to play Cody Michael. Maybe because of the, the name similarity, but, um, that's my preloaded answer. I think I might've already talked on this show about the movie I would make inspired by my life. And it's pretty extreme and, uh, and it stars Calvin Mitchell. So that, that's my, that's my preloaded answer. I always have that on deck. It's everything's the same, but he just works for a different uh, banking company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty I'm cur- much it. <laughs> I'm currently looking up any Calvin Mitchells out there, and all I'm seeing is just a b- bunch of hair salons. So, um, not not too far off from that action star <laughs> you're looking true. for. Isn't Calvin Mitchell like a a, a brand? Isn't of that like the shampoo, shampoo dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it? Is that where I got that? <laughs> I think so because it's the like the simplistic black and white uh, bottle. It's a very uh, generic font. Um, I think that that's Calvin Mitchell. I'm gonna no, that's Paul Mitchell. It's Paul. Is Mitchell. it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's Paul mm, Mitchell. Calvin okay. Mitchell is a salon though. I did a Google. There's also a Calvin Mitchell who is an assistant secretary for public affairs. Ooh, at um, at the Treasury. So that's pretty cool, Calvin Mitchell. He's like the second or third person down from Janet Yellen. Wow, very uh, prestigious. I don't know much about Calvin, but I assume he's a pretty cool guy. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I think for my name, I mean, there's two different ways about looking at this. The the simplistic one of kind of like, uh, if if I'm following the trajectory that I'm, you know, doing with uh, the TikToks and the YouTubes and the podcast, just make it simple. One name like Seal and Share, my name will be J-Buck. That is it. Um, Everything else I'm just shedding. But if there's a post-apocalyptic event in the next few years, I will change my name to Rex Winterbone. I think that that has a great name (laughs) in the post-apocalyptic world. That's a Rex fucking muscular name, dude. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm telling you. Oh, shit. It's Rex Winterbone. <laughs> Re- uh, Rex Winterbone just kicks down the door of the bar and goes, Give me what I want! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I think I've I, I think we've talked about something relatively similar on the podcast before. It might have been something of something like uh, if you named yourself your three favorite things, what would it be? And I think <laughs> I think that's also what I would do here in this case. If I had a chance to change my name, I can't do like a normal name. Um, I think I think it would be first name pizza, middle name <laughs> ice cream, last name Stone Cold Steve Austin. So. <laughs> yeah. Or I would do like I would do like um, Terrence Addison Cartman the third or something like that just to like like throw in the third in there like really long name and then throw randomly like the third even though like I'm not named after anyone. Does I'm I'm curious what your guys' opinion is when when someone has like the third after it. I mean that's very much old style, but does that make them like ooh I'm so snooty because I'm the third. <laughs> I think that's a stereotype from like movies and that's not to say that it's not true. I think a lot of people who like give their name to the next generation are kind of hoity, but the <laughs> only person I've met who is in that situation is a fourth actually. Ooh. And, um, Oh, you know what? I'm remembering more about this guy. He was a really nice guy, pretty down to earth, but he also like his family, ha- he was, his thing was sailing. He had, he like did regattas yep. in the yep. summertime. Yeah, he's got so those boat shoes. Not, not exactly, not exactly bucking the trend. Yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah, those fancy lilting names are annoying. Not, I'm not saying everyone's name should be, you know, Bob Jones or anything like that. But there's a middle ground, <laughs> right? You can have a little bit of a little bit of flair with your name without, you know, putting doilies on it. But I, don't well, know. I, I mean, guess we don't get to pick our names. Lester the molester cock and stuff wanted to be <laughs> Pete Jones, <laughs> Pete Jones, and yeah. Zach and Mary. <laughs> Ooh, is there a different answer for what your porn name would be? I feel like Rex Winterbottom is still a pretty solid porn name. Yeah, that's yeah, a good porn name, too. That that's, is. that's maybe the most versatile name in it might history. Be. I might change my name. I mean, yeah. someone's going to hire anywhere that you see Rex on it and then followed by Winterbone. Definitely. <laughs> oh, Bone. Winterbone. Oh, like bottom, yeah. bottom might be I like Winterbone. Winter it, it, it might dictate which type of porn you have to get into. Definitely. Uh, definitely. It's very versatile. <laughs> dictate. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yep. See, Rex Winterbottom kicks in the door, and he says, "Please show me your." <laughs> Very different. Very different type of. But you know, you can do either. Whatever works for the situation. Versatile for what many reasons. Name would be. I can't think of a good porn name now. Oh, I got one. Squirrel nuts. <laughs> That'd be the soundboard's working today. It's gonna be a good episode. It's gonna be a good episode. Talking about changing our names, folks. Uh, let us know on Facebook and Twitter at SoCo Show Pod. What would you change your name to? And or do you have a kick-ass porn name? Um, and even better, do you have a porn name that you would uh, that you would bestow on any of us? Any any suggested porn names for the SoCo crew here? Uh, again, let us know on Facebook and Twitter. The porn name um, you would go by the acronym. I feel like, uh, or for for my name anyway, but it would be like Percival Austin Wesley Green. And then you just go by your by the the acronym. Wow. wow. <laughs> I'll let the folks at home work that one out. But that's, that's <laughs> solid. And I will say, I will say, apt. It's a it's a good acronym and and aptly well, describes the person that it's describing. I think that's we were, a solid uh that's a solid one. We were playing games during the the Oscars and we found out so Pete Doctor, who is the director of Soul, um, again Doctor. Uh, we were talking like. I hope hopefully his parents were smart enough to have his middle name in H because PhD doctor and it turns out his middle name is Hans, <laughs> so Pete Doctor is a PhD. 
Yep. Pete Doctor's parents have a sense of humor, and I think mm-hmm. that's fucking awesome. That's going to wrap us up this week for titillating topics. Titillating topics. <laughs> Let's switch gears here and uh, head out to the Twitter machine. Let's check in on WWE legend, the Iron Sheik. I call you a punk. Got a couple chic tweets this week. Um, the first one, uh, I just kind of like this one. Um, I don't know what this has to do anything. I think maybe there was like a trend go- going on on Twitter today about uh, like there's like a list of movies that come out in 2021 or 22 or something in the next couple of years. And Captain Marvel 2 was on there. And it was like, what? which of these movies would you take out um, like mm-hmm. to not see? Like if you had to take one out to not see, which would it be? I think a lot of people might have picked Captain Marvel 2. Um, so, so it was trending. And so Iron Sheik says, uh, what movie better Captain Marvel two or the Hulk Hogan has the grass grasshopper balls and is the dumbest fuck face on the earth. <laughs> I suplex him, <laughs> break his fucking neck. Three, <laughs> three, there yeah, were two of these. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went straight to third. Yeah. I really, I, I heard that, uh, that the Hulk Hogan has the grasshopper balls and is the dumbest fuck face on the earth. I suplex him, break his fucking neck. One was better and two kind of disappointed but three is going to rebound well as long as they wrap up the trilogy in a good spot i guess that's what's important right it's true and then grasshopper uh, balls is a good one (laughs) that's a new conversation at some point that's solid (laughs) and then uh iron sheik must have uh either gone to uh the optometrist lately or uh didn't didn't like this classic song he says i can see clearly now the rain is gone Rain, you can go fuck yourself. I can see perfect, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> I guess there's there's probably a beautiful like poetry to that, that even when it's raining, the sheet can see well. That's I think true. that's nice. There's a nice sentiment there. Actually, the the Captain Marvel thing brought something up for me. So, Jared, I I know um, you know, some of your some of your Marvel commentary uh contemporaries on TikTok, um, you know, are well. You guys have all been talking a lot about Falcon, and, and we're going to get to that. Um, but I did see a defense of Captain Marvel um, um, as a character and as a movie and all that stuff. I don't remember where you come down on Captain Marvel. Like, are you a fan of hers, or like, do you look forward to more of it, or are you a Captain Marvel hater? Um, so I actually was—I don't know what I was doing the other day, but I was sitting there, and I'm like, holy crap, there's like six Marvel movies— that I've never rewatched, um, yeah. and Captain Marvel being one of them. So whatever Same my memory me. is from what two years ago or something like that, I think it was fine. Uh, I mean, I know that you know it's kind of the Superman dilemma. I think where she's very powerful, so kind of like how do you make a story around that? I guess I don't know. Um, I'd have to maybe go back and rewatch it. I think the one thing is like that Mohawk is the best part. Super <laughs> yeah. hot Mohawk. The Mohawk is pretty. Give me sick. that. Give me that hairstyle, ladies. If you're listening, give me that mo- mohawk. Oh wait, that was an Endgame, wasn't it? She comes back with the with the short hair, the pixie which I cut. do remember. After Endgame, you and I definitely came down in favor of the uh, the new hairstyle yes. for Carol, the soccer mom. Um, I was I too was a big big fan of that one. Oh man, yeah. I don't know if it's soccer mom so <laughs> much. Well, maybe it is soccer mom. I guess I'm into soccer moms if that's what? a soccer mom thing. Was Take it me Captain home Marvel? and give me a juice box, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Captain Marvel, oh like, shortly before Endgame? Yeah, it was or the last was... one right before. Yeah, so I think that, because I, I also have not rewatched it, but I think that might have been, for me, too. It's like, 
all right, I need as much Endgame. Like, I, the only thing I cared about that movie for at the time was, like, Endgame. Give me Endgame. Like, I want to know what's going to happen in Endgame. Give me some morsels here. Um, so, yeah, because in my mind, I'm confusing the Captain Marvel beeper, but that was at the end of... Wasn't that the end credits in Infinity War? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, then the movie, yeah, came out, like, two months before Endgame. So, that was the only thing I cared about. Um at the time, but I maybe I'll, I'll rewatch it at some point and maybe I'll have a different opinion. I didn't, same thing with you, Jared. I didn't dislike it. I just kind of, mm-hmm. the only thing I cared about at the time was getting to April to see Endgame. I've seen, I, personally, mm-hmm. I've seen this interesting trend, uh, I mean, on Twitter, on TikTok, on kind of anything, where a movie comes out, people completely shit on it, then about two to three years later, all of a sudden, everyone just agreed hey, we love this movie now. So I don't yeah. know if that's mm-hmm. going to be what Captain Marvel is. Um, I know that that's kind of how... I mean, a good example was The Last Jedi, I would I would say. Or Justice League, even. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, people wanted to, to see, like... Or B, even BVS had that, where it was like, everyone hated that movie. And then it comes out, and, like, a year or two later, people are like, oh, you're just not that bad. And then, like... <laughs> he's okay and then justice league was like everyone kind of was like either lukewarm or hated it and they're like but if we see this snyder cut and then it did nothing for hbo (laughs) that that, like it 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 attracted like no new subscribers what goofy logic hey this thing that sucked what if we just did it for longer that'd be cool right and actually, I thought the I thought the Snyder yeah. Cut was. I mean, was an by that pattern, logic, but... I mean I I use that in the bedroom a lot. <laughs> Believe me, it does not work. <laughs> More is not always better. I think to your guys' point. So I um, I think expectation has a lot to do with the phenomenon mm-hmm. that you're talking about. Um, because for me, I mean I've I've talked about this a few times on the show. I was really critical of Captain Marvel when it first came out. And then I want I went back to watch it like a month later mm-hmm. and liked it a lot more. And that's true for a lot of the MCU. And I, so I think any amount of distance you can get from the release date and then watch it or for the first time or again is helpful when you're not mm-hmm. caught up in all the buzz at the time. Um, I'm I would let me let me take a guess here. Um, I would bet that one of the other movies that you have not rewatched from the MCU is Doctor Strange. Do I have that right? One hundred percent. I've seen that again. Yeah, that's that's one that I um I like that never one. think about. I just don't consider it. So I imagine it's one that people haven't seen a lot. Both of those, both that and Captain Marvel, pretty solid on the rewatch. You mm-hmm. know, you're not gonna think it's incredible or anything, but I'd recommend seeing them both again. I mean, nothing makes me happier than seeing there. seeing fucking Doctor Strange run down a building, act like he's turning a bus around with the with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you love that. Oh, I saw a really cool, this was a TikTok, um, and it mentioned that in Doctor Strange, you can catch a glimpse of his watch on the day that he has his car accident, mm-hmm. and um, it's February 2nd on the day he crashes, which is Groundhog Day. And then in the end of the movie, spoilers for Doctor Strange, the way he wins at the end is by repeating the same day a bunch of times oh that's cool mm. yeah i thought that was i don't know i it seems like it must have been intentional but uh i just mm-hmm. thought that was a cute detail i had never heard that until just like the last couple of days i saw it on a tiktok <laughs> tiktok marvel is really cool um i think i mean it's pretty deep and geeky but if you're into that marvel tiktok is pretty awesome plus it's a good spot to see jb there you go I'm definitely stealing that making a video over it 
Yep, you should. At Jared Buckendall. You can on TikTok. You can just you can just steal shit. No, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So Jared, we we were talking about. I, I mentioned I had seen you on a video that you weren't tagged in, mm-hmm. and then someone else on Twitter did saw, saw the same yeah. thing and tagged it. And I, that was the that's the exact video I saw. Was it um, okay? Same yeah. exact person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, didn't, I just didn't have the whereabouts to to screenshot it. Oh no, time. no, you're perfectly fine. Yeah, that was that was interesting. I mean, some in inside uh, look here was um, on TikTok. You can like stitch videos where essentially you can mm-hmm. add take five seconds of a video at any point and then add on to it. Uh, this person did not do that and did not credit me. Again, no worries, no qualms, whatever. But the video does have like five million views, so mm-hmm. at least just put my name somewhere. It's like a million and a half <laughs> likes on it. Yeah. Well, that's horse shit. Give credit where it's due. Where's the fucking... Horse shit. Don't steal shit. Or if you do, you know, give credit or whatever. I think that's a pretty solid... I think the Iron Sheik, I think he would call that person that stole your shit grasshopper balls. (laughs) And that's how you bring Sheik tweets full circle, guys. I call you a punk. Alrighty, let's shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free! Also, Mathis Designs. Go find our good friend Steph at mathisdesigns.com for all your stationery and graphic design needs or to commission a piece of your own. Get that piece. Get that piece. And to get yourself a piece of Mike's wood... You're going to want to head over to etsy.com slash shop slash cornfed and wed to get your woodworked. Oh, my. Mike sent us a picture today. He was working on a, it was a bar that he made out of some pallets, I think. And it was really fucking cool. I don't know if they're going to put that on the site, but um, if you're in the market for a, for a bar or some cornhole boards or um, some of the other uh, home decor knickknacks that, that they make, um, you know, it's always a good time. If you haven't been to their site lately, you haven't been there at all. That's the little, um, is that the thing they say? Lots of new stuff out there. Anyway. Is, is that what they say? Um, yeah, that's a thing. It's like okay. if you haven't, I think it was a Barnum thing. If you haven't seen the circus lately, you haven't seen the circus because they've changed it all the time. Anyway. That's the <laughs> <thing>. Gotcha. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're going real deep in circus lore right now. Man. <laughs> you guys don't know about circuses. We also going to talk about the origins of the talkies and have some yes, cracker right? jacks at the ball game. I mean, we can if you guys want to. I got I got fun facts loaded up with things <laughs> and knickknacks too. There you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, where are we at? Uh, if you're looking for some tunage, uh, a couple of Spotify channels to suggest. First of all, NPA. He's the cat that puts together our intro and outro music. So if you like those, you'll definitely like the stuff that he's got out there. It actually has words, so so that you'll really enjoy that. Um, also NPA is part of Friday after class joins forces with Jack on the weekends. Um, get over there and subscribe and also, or follow, I guess on Spotify and, uh, make sure you hit the, hit him up and let him know that you want to see glizzies for breakfast. We got to bring the, we got to bring the swell to a critical mass so that we'll get that released and you'll get the rap debut of Lil C-Man so I can finally quit my day job because I'm going to make millions off of that song. Um, anyway, NPA and Friday after class on Spotify. That's why I sleep till noon. That's what I wanted. Um, NPA also works with our very own JB on Room 56 Studios, helping folks take their creative ideas and make them fit for human consumption. Uh, Things like video editing, audio editing, graphic design, anything 
to take your idea to the next level. Head over to room56studios.com to find out how the guys can help you. Waka waka. And last but not least, our friends over at Anchor, our podcast hosting service. Let's go to a quick 30-second ad about them. I almost choked on that ad there. (laughs) Anchor is also the place to leave us voicemail. So if you want to hear your voice on the SoCo Show, head over to the Anchor page, click on Voice Message, record yourself asking us a question, ask us to settle a bet, give us your hot take, let us know uh, what your porn name would be. Uh, If you want to contribute to the show, that is the best way to do it in terms of content. If you want to contribute to the development of the show, we would consider becoming an anchor contributor, or as we like to call them, anchor wankers. These are the elite SoCo fans who have decided to dedicate a few bucks a month to the show, helping us keep it going and growing. Big shouts out to all of our current anchor wankers. Um, As we've been saying, lots of exciting stuff coming up very soon and uh, gets sooner every week that we'll be able to announce some new stuff for you guys. We're getting really pumped. So all of the existing Anchor Wankers, we really appreciate you guys contributing to the evolution of the show. And uh, now is a great time to become a Wanker if you've been considering it. So I really appreciate all of y'all for doing that. Again, go to Anchor, click on Contribute, and select the amount that's right for you. If you're not an Anchor Wanker, that's okay too. Uh, Just by clicking on this episode, you've helped us out. Um, but another great way to help out is by sharing the show with friends. So help us grow the party a little bit. Send them this episode or any episode and uh, let them know how cool the SoCo show is so we can bring more people into the fun. For now, though, we got to actually, let's actually have some fun. We got to give those folks something to listen to when you bring them over. And uh, we're going to have another iteration of a segment. We've had a lot of fun with this in the last few weeks. We are about to crown yet another champion in the Tournament of Trivial Topics. A tournament of trivial topics. <laughs> Fight. Bloop. Well, that last little sound there. Fight. Is apropos. Uh, because this bracket that we're going to be narrowing down is fighting movies in honor of Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. uh, oh shit. Okay. I didn't okay. Even, I didn't even think about uh, that fight thing being in there, so that works out pretty well. So uh, to kind of clarify here, I just kind of looked up um, basically fighting movies, and I kind of saw a few lists that had some pretty recurring movies on there. Um, Most of the lists were like only 10 movies, so it was kind of difficult to come up with the full 16. I did find one that had like 50 movies on it, so I kind of cherry-picked some that I knew that we knew um, versus like some of the ones that maybe we're, we're higher up on the list. So mm-hmm. some of these we might not have seen. Some of these only some of us have seen, but we'll work our, work our way through. Some of these aren't necessarily either like foot punching movies or, you know, that type of, some of them are a little bit more. kicking ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more loose with how they're fighting or what they're fighting with. Um, and that'll make more sense Ooh, here in just a moment. Fighting so, with words. <laughs> not quite that. There's <laughs> definitely some, uh, some violence going on, but you'll see uh-huh. what I mean. So fighting movies. We have... The one that I kept seeing as the number one movie, um, I've seen this once, thought it was good, but uh, I don't know if it's the number one fighting movie. Uh, Never Back Down. Mm. I don't know if you guys have seen this one. I figured this would be. Mm. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, Versus the number 16 seed Gladiator. So that's kind of one again. Are you not entertained? Exactly. I haven't seen Gladiator, actually, but 
first of all, you should, Gladiator is one of those movies that like a bunch of people will tell you, you gotta watch Gladiator. And I don't know if I would scream it in your face, but um, I would recommend that movie. It's, it's really solid. Um, Russell Crowe is good in it and Joaquin Phoenix is really good too. I'm going to vote for it um, because Never Back Down, I don't have anything against the movie itself, but I have this bias and this probably isn't fair. I have this like idea in my head that people who like really love that movie are douchebags. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just because I knew guys in high school who liked it and were douchebags and I'm taking a risk here because neither of you guys have weighed in on this yet, but because of that uh, prejudice that I have, even if it is unfair, I got to go with Gladiator here. Dude. I've, like I said, I've never seen Gladiator. I'll, I'll be quicker um, so Jerry can go into that. But uh, I've never seen Gladiator, so by default, I'm going to go with Never Back Down. Again, I don't love it, <laughs> but um, by default, I'm going with that. Cody, you said everything I was going to say that I was going to say what year did this come out oh yeah high school there's kids in high school they love this movie they went to it they watched it on repeat literally everything you're saying is exactly the same people we went I went to high school with so fuck that movie gladiators winning that's funny that's also so funny. I, I had this picture in my head when you said what year did this come out like pulling up the IMDB page and in parentheses instead of the year it says just high school <laughs> <laughs> they should change that somehow alright gladiators such moving a high on school movie. before but, we forget about never back down forever I, I don't know if, if this is like from the soundtrack or whatever but if you don't know anything about that movie and you want to know about it just listen to the song headstrong by trapped and you'll know everything i feel like those things those are companion pieces of art and i feel the same way about people who love that song as i do about people who like never back down and maybe that's going to alienate some of our audience but um i don't really care you guys have a bunch of cricket balls anyway I hope that you get a text from someone who went to high school with who loved that movie, and they're like, okay, fuck you. <laughs> I, my brother probably likes it a lot. That seems like something yeah. he'd be into. Uh-oh, he's going to take it to Cal's court. I said that. Yeah. Yeah, watch out. Okay, right. now we're never going to think about that movie again. Sounds good. Um, well, kind of along the lines here um, of that movie, we have um, Warrior versus the best fighting movie of all time in my opinion rocky rocky's my vote it's moving on let's go <laughs> whoa 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 easy there chemo swabby um that's not how you say it is it <laughs> i think it's just as logical as I, what chemo swabby okay yeah there we go there we go it's not like the chemo swabby yeah that's what like, i which, that's what he said which, i think okay that sounds like who's someone who's like cool oh like, yeah a chemo suave yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, is Warrior the one with Tom Hardy and Tam. Uh, uh, Joel uh, Edgerton? Edgerton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Um, and WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle. Ooh. And Nick Nolte and Frank Grillo. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. This movie has got the cast. That's Nick Nolte. <laughs> I mean, I really do like Warrior. A lot like of voice gravel in that cast. I really do like Warrior. But I don't know if I can go up against the classic Rocky. Is it the first Rocky? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of just went with first movies uh, for some of the series. But I guess you could put series in there, too, if you want. Like, no, no, that's cheating. Um, I got to go with Rocky here. Boom. Thanks, Jared. 
I'm glad I'm glad you picked Rocky because if you didn't, I was I was gonna put I was gonna put the other one through just to piss Seth off. Oh. <laughs> just to piss him off. Oh, there's yeah. plenty of opportunity for to... me to get some retribution on this list. So if you would have done that, um, all right, Rocky's moving on, of course, and it's gonna win the whole thing. Um, we have next uh, Million Dollar Baby versus again, kind of a loose interpretation of fighting movies, Star Wars. I'm voting Million Dollar Baby because I love that movie. <laughs> oh, okay. So that thing that I said I wasn't going to do, <laughs> you're just going to fucking do that. I'm not yep. even going to give this five seconds. It's Star Wars. Come on. Um, I I mean, I don't want to say that there's a better version of Million Dollar Baby, but if anyone has seen Scary Movie 3, um, <laughs> that is the better version. Oh, is that four? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, okay, my bad. I misquoted that. Uh, Scary Movie 4 does it better. I actually have never seen uh, Million Dollar Baby. I just know the uh, spoiler twist in it, right. I guess. Um, I guess Star I got to give it to Star on. Wars, you know? You All shouldn't right. Because there's more than just fist fighting in it. There's sword, laser swords, man. I don't think there's any fist fighting, is there? I think Han Solo maybe punches a guy. <laughs> yeah. And then he yells, McClunky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right next round is i haven't seen this one but it was like number two on the list uh enter the dragon um versus fight club Ugh. i've seen fight club so i'm gonna go fight club i haven't seen enter the dragon is enter the dragon the one with the iconic shot of him having the like the three cuts across his chest i think so like is it bruce lee yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, strictly on the outfits, I got to give it to Enter the Dragon, man. Because Bruce Lee is in it, but then the sick outfit that he has, I think it's like yellow and black. That thing is stylish. Yep. yep. That's the one. I've got a similar... Th- I, I, I actually like the movie Fight Club, but I also know a lot of people who love the movie Fight Club, and it kind of has that never back down thing again, where I'm like, if someone is telling me how great Fight Club is, they're typically a douchebag. Um so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna vote for Enter the Dragon. It, I, oh, I don't wow. think I can, in good conscience, not put Bruce Lee through when we're talking about fighting movies. Um, gotcha. So I, I think we got to put that one. I think we got to put that one. All right, Enter the Dragon moves on. Next round here, uh, we have uh, uh, the not Vin Diesel version of this. We have Real Steel uh, versus uh, the second best movie on this list, John Wick. Oh, why John would Wick. you do this? <laughs> I've never seen Real Steel. Dude, um, you are missing out. I'm telling you. That I'm waiting is... for Vin Diesel. No, for Rock no. Rock'em Sock'em for, Robots. Forget the Rock'em Sock'em Robots. This no. one came first. Real Steel. Hugh Jackman teams up with it. It's a wonderful story about a father and a son and a giant robot that beats up people. I'm going Real Steel all day, baby. I haven't seen Real Steel, but I've heard it's amazing. Wow, um, you guys. Wow. That said. Bring back Miss the Boat and you guys go watch Real Steel right now. <laughs> it, isn't it? I've, I'm told it's heartwarming. Would you say that that's a fair? I would say so, yes. I just like seeing yeah. robots that are crazy designs. Uh, Papa Doc is in it. He's an underground uh, robot person. <laughs> Speaking oh, of that, real quick before you sing Papa Doc, I saw a little meme earlier um, that was <laughs> it was from 8 Mile, and it said, uh, this guy's Captain, is Ma- Captain America. His real name's Clarence. <laughs> and then it showed Papa Doc like, with his face. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen Real Steel. I hear it's good. But I have a hard time thinking the fighting is better than John Wick fighting. I, I got to go with John Wick here. Boom. John Wick moves on. 
Um, I think I know we're uh, probably at least Cody's voting on this next one. We have Karate Kid versus The Matrix. I'm not even voting. You guys go ahead. I'm voting Karate Kid. I've seen that one. Well, Seth, you haven't watched the best fighting movie ever, The Matrix. Mm. Um, Just the hallway scene or the elevator scene where they're waiting in the lobby. I mean, that alone. Uh, I'm going with The Matrix. But Daniel LaRusso is going to fight. Yeah, but he cheated, remember? That's what... uh, There was an illegal kick. That's what Billy Zane wants you to think, okay? (laughs) Was Billy Zane in the those? The video uh, evidence is pretty obvious. Billy Zane is uh, um, the bad guy. Wait, that's Billy Zabka. That's Billy... Billy Zavka, yeah. sorry. Billy Zavka. Yeah, you're right. I was going to say, uh, the dude from Titanic is in Karate <laughs> Kid. Isn't he like the spirit also or whatever? The Wasn't Phantom. There a bad superhero? The Phantom. The Phantom. Right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Shouts out Billy Zane. He was also in Back to the Future. I thought about him in a minute. Is he really? He's one of uh, Biff's cronies back in the day. <laughs> huh. Biff. Wow, he's older than I thought. Billy Zane. Billy Zane shout out. We'll give him the horn. All right, Matrix moves on, because um, I know Cody, that's what Cody's picking. So, um, Next round, we have The Fighter versus Kill Bill. This is one I've seen both, um, but I have, I have a soft spot in my heart for The Fighter, so I'm voting for The Fighter. Is that Mark Wahlberg? Mac, Mackie Mac, and Christian Bale <laughs> is, is cracked that, out. Is that the one with all those quotes from that dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's based off a true story, off a documentary, where okay. Christian Bale's, the guy who Christian Bale plays was, like, cracked out and uh, was, like, yelling insane shit at people um, in this document. Like, it's fucking nuts, that whole story in real life, but that movie is excellent, and Christian Bale won an Oscar for that. The fight. Um, Jared, you're going to have to break a tie here, because just like you said, the elevator scene in The Matrix, the Crazy 88's fight in Kill Bill... Um, for me, will propel it very deep into this bracket. So, got to go with Kill Bill here. So, I have never actually seen Kill Bill. Um, oh, I've seen shit. bits and pieces. Like, I've seen. I don't know if it's the first part or the second part. Some some girl wearing a like Girl Scout or not Girl Scout, but girl uniform, like schoolgirl uniform that throws mm-hmm. like a mace on a chain. Is that the scene <laughs> you're talking about? Um, I think that might be in that scene. I just know that it's crazy. I know, yeah, like, there's I know a bunch of about. people, and she just slices them all up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. The fighter, though, to... has... The fighter. Prestige. It has emotion. It it has uh, Christian Bale jumping out of a two-story uh, building into a pile of trash. <laughs> I think it has two Oscar-winning performances, actually. I think Melissa Leo also won. I'm going to go wild card here and say Kill Bill. You haven't seen Kill God Bill. Damn right. Can I? What can I That's not what vote for? That's what I'm fucking talking about, Jared. That's a good. You're what the my hell? Man. That's good. <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> Fuck Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> wow. It's because he found a transformer, and I just can't support that. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, this 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 is over. We're not doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't make any rules before that we had to watch the movie. <laughs> Imagine how upset he's going to be when we kick out Rocky later. And oh, John Wick. I'm gonna shit on Matrix <laughs> later. I'm now if if Matrix makes it all the way, there's no way I'm ever watching the Matrix. <laughs> hey man, I I've stopped caring. You're only hurting yourself now. I, I tried. <laughs> Last round here, uh, we have Bloodsport. Hell yeah, versus Kickass. <laughs> I was waiting for Bloodsport, oh. baby. 
Bloodsport all the way. Mm. Jean-Claude Van Damme going all the way. You like cookie? You like cookie? How <laughs> um, about some milk? I haven't seen Bloodsport either, so I'm going with Kick-Ass. So I really love Kick-Ass. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite movies, certainly when it came out. Um, I've seen it a thousand times. But because this is a fighting movie um, list, I think i got to go with Bloodsport. I, I just think it's about fighting a little bit more, and the fighting in it is better. So I, I'm, I'm with Jared on this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. I don't feel strongly either way because I thought Kick-Ass 2 was a turd. So, yeah, um, Kick-Ass kinda, 2 was kind of poopy. Yeah, it kind of hampers oh, that. I thought um, it was fine. Yeah, it's a turd. Uh so Bloodsport, I'd have to go in and find out like the true, true specifics and whatnot. But like, apparently the guy that it's based off of, like made the whole thing up or it's not actually true. Like he said, it's based on a true story where he like went to this random fight thing over in India or some random country. Um, but I think people kind of exposed him after the fact that it was all made up. <laughs> That's hilarious. I want more movies about just lies a guy made up. Yeah. <laughs> Green Book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, dropping the hammer on Green Book. I love it. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, I think that movie is like, if just by itself a movie, I think it's a good movie. But yeah, the stuff we find out in, in the <laughs> sense then is not great. Yowzes. Wow, that was awesome. That was my favorite Soko moment in a while. I love it. <laughs> Dunking on Green Book is fun. All right, next round here. We're in the Elite Eight. We have uh, Rocky versus Gladiator. And again, Rocky. There's more fighting in Gladiator, for what it's worth. But the fighting is it's more uh, impactful and emotional and meaningful. I don't know. Rocky. Oh, I know. Also, Crow's trying to avenge his dead family, and he has swords. <laughs> yeah, the swords are doing it for me. Rocky's been fighting his whole life for one shot against the champ. And he may not win, but he has heart to make it to the end. Improbable. Some say impossible, but he does it. And in the end, he gets the one prize. That is even better than the world championship. The love of his life. A robot? Oh. No, that's Rocky IV. Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> God, this I'm I'm not just trying to be cute. Like this is tough for me, um, especially like through the lens of the fighting piece. What are you thinking, Jared? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking you know weighing the fighting in both of the movies. They're they're definitely different. I'm going a little obscure here. One has a guy punching frozen meat. Mm-hmm. The other one has swords and lions. The meat is alive. Rocco, Rocco, Rocky also beats up. Uh, Does he beat up a, a guy lion? named Spider? Ooh. He beats up a guy named Spider. So though. he doesn't and like spiders. You know, both of you guys hate spiders. Mm. So, mm. and it's strictly the first movie, or are we doing franchise? We could do franchise, but I mean, I just put the first movie down. I don't think doing the whole franchise helps you here. No, no. I mean, I put just Star Wars down. You know what? For Star Wars, we're doing the Phantom, Phantom Menace. Then, but, ooh, that's the best one. I mean, that's the, got the best fighting yeah, in the series, it does. so I think that's fine. <laughs> I am going to go with Gladiator here because, wow. again, the the, the auditorium, or not auditorium, the Coliseum battles are top-notch. I Seth, I want you to know that this isn't out of spite. 
Um, <laughs> this is just genuine. This is just genuinely my vote. I, I, I also got to go with Gladiator here too. Wow. Man. Sorry to do it to you. Wow. You guys don't know good movies. Well, here we have Star Wars versus Enter the Dragon, and I've never seen Enter the Dragon, but I'm voting for it. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a fair vote. Um, I obviously love Star Wars. So did did we did we settle on something like if we're talking about a specific Star Wars movie or the series as a whole? I was That's just kind of thinking of the first one was was the whole that was my idea was the first one. The Although okay. for Matrix we can do uh, Matrix Reloaded or uh, whatever the those shitty ones are. <laughs> well, the fighting. I mean, the fighting I, I, in that one's man. pretty good too. We're gonna have a lot of Matrix talk uh, over the summer as the fourth one approaches, and you will hear me defend the what? Matrix sequels a lot. Um, but the fighting, it, it, that, again, that's not going to hurt the Matrix if you talk about the fighting, because the fighting stays dope. If we're talking about A New Hope, I think I got to go with Enter the Dragon as well, um, because there just really isn't much fighting, and it's not really well choreographed in the first Star Wars movie. I can admit that. So I think we got to go with Bruce Lee on this one. Wait, 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 are we doing chronologically or actual order? I assumed you meant the new, A New Hope. If it's Phantom Menace, then I think the Darth Maul fight at the end would change my vote. So I guess that's a key. Seth, can we get a ruling on which Star Wars movie we're talking about? Uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, that Coliseum <laughs> battle, again, there's yeah, some they badass. Got they fight again. animals in there. They fight robots. They fight giant flies. I mean, there's I, a lot I'm going thinking on. Speci- I'm thinking uh, specifically the scene. Uh, it's it's really the battle between Anakin and Sand that I'm Ooh, thinking about. Ooh, that, that changes it even more. Yeah, because that's a that's never. Tough. That's an, a a fight as age old as time. He might not win that fight, but he gets what's important: the love of his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I think specifically I'm talking about the the fight between uh, the movie and my ability to stay awake during it for that one. See, that yeah. changes it again. That's, tough that's pro- that's actually against Rogue One. You need my to. Ability. Yeah, now I, you're now I, you're, I think I, you're just. Being I understand you're rude. upset, Seth, but yeah. <laughs> You're just trying to you're just trying to rock the boat. Because Rogue understand. One is top three Star Wars movies. Thank top you. Top three that I fell asleep during. Well, oh you clearly gosh. don't know cinema. Neither <laughs> <laughs> do you guys. <laughs> you Gladiator over Rock. <laughs> Gladiator ha- is just as celebrated as Rocky. A, I would say, it got a shitload of. Uh, I won Best Picture. Has right? there been? Did... Has there been uh, a separate franchise built off of Gladiator? Has there been multiple Oscar nominees for s- multiple movies for Gladiator? Has there been video games made off of Gladiator? Has there been uh, me getting a punching bag in my room growing up because of Gladiator? No, that was all Rocky. I mean, sure. But, like, Rocky also has a robot in it. Rocky so won Best Picture. I, so did Gladiator. Yeah, but Rocky won it for everything. That it was nominated for. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think I don't think you realize that how equal those movies are in terms of uh, not accolades. Equal. But Rocky's gone. It's it's in the same it's in the same bin as Never Back Down, and mm-hmm. and it's it's out of the competition. There's... So we got to leave it out. Oh, I thought you meant like currently. Rocky Rocky is still talked about to this day. There is a third Creed sequel coming. There is a seventh Rocky movie coming. Well, there's nine Fast and Furious movies, so I don't think the number of sequels. <laughs> is a signal of quality. But to bring us back to the point, we need a ruling on the Star Wars thing. I don't care. You guys pick whatever movie you want and then vote on it. Okay. Jared, what do you think? What what Star Wars movie should we nominate for this one? Who are we going up against? It's been a while. 
Enter the Dragon. It's uh, Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon. I picked Enter the Dragon. I, I think that due to the fact that we haven't seen Enter the Dragon, I'm going to say uh, Phantom Menace here. Okay. I just put Star Wars down. Therefore, my want. vote will be Star Wars. Yeah, I'll go with that too. The film snobs are going to hate us, but frankly, I don't, I'm not even sure I've sat and watched all of Enter the Dragon. I just know it has sick fights. So um, let's put Star Wars through. All right, next round is uh, John Wick versus The Matrix. John Wick. Hmm. Both of them feature something in common. Guns. And Keanu. No. <laughs> and Larry Fish. <laughs> Larry Fish. <laughs> is Larry Fish in the first one? No. The, or does he not show up until... He's in the second John Wick. Okay, so only one of these movies have has Larry Fish. <laughs> I've never heard him called Larry Fish. <laughs> <laughs> the fight, it's, they're so different. They're such different styles. I'm going to go with The Matrix because I think I could make the argument that the fighting in John Wick is derivative of The Matrix in some ways. And um, when that's the know. case, I go with the OG. Is there so any book the murders in The Matrix? Because uh, John Wick totally breaks someone's neck with a book. Yeah, but that's the, third, the third one. one. We're talking about yeah, the first one. Yeah, that's the one I'm picking. Whoa, 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 you're pulling an audible here. <laughs> so now you're saying we're talking about the third one? I'm picking this whatever one suits my argument the best. Okay, you guys I... didn't trust me to do the Oscar competition. We got to put up with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's The Matrix 3 versus, 3 versus John Wick 3. Oh, the Matrix 3. Hmm. <laughs> that's not a good well, one. Well, I mean, you get, the, you get the Dragon Ball Z fight between Neo and uh, yep. the agent yep. in that one. Is that the one where he spins around the pole? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if anything, Seth, you are just digging yourself a hole because that <laughs> scene is wild. Um, <laughs> shoot a pickle, man. I got to... Are we really doing The Matrix 3 here? I don't. I didn't pick specific <laughs> movies for this. I just put down... <laughs> I don't. I didn't go into that detail. So Just the, pick one. I'm so in the weeds. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> Let's say it's the first one in both cases. Okay. That's that's gonna um, be the ruling. I'm gonna say the Matrix. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and then we have Kill Bill versus Bloodsport. I'm gonna vote Kill Bill right away. I just think I'm like I keep Bloodsport. coming back to that crazy '88s fight. I gotta go with my man Jean Claude Van Damme. Bloodsport. Ah, motherfuck. Boo. I've seen Kill Bill too. <laughs> now we're just going fucking. We're going for candy for breakfast logic right now. <laughs> All right. We have Gladiator versus Star Wars. I'm going Gladiator. <laughs> there is no if logic behind Rocky. us voting anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we Star Wars has a lot Rocky. of great fights. They're just people waving around and invisible swords at each other. I, I, we, okay, Jared, I think we've learned a lesson. We can't disrespect Rocky and, ex- and expect <laughs> Seth <laughs> to keep the game going. Because mm-hmm. the finals um, are going to be fucking Star Wars versus The Matrix, and bo- those are both the most overrated franchises in the history of movies. So, Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hold you to that take, Seth, because I know you're worked up right now. Um, <laughs> and so I, I won't hold you. I mean, I believe that. Um, now, in this case, even though I, even though I, I, think, I think you're just... Um, not taking the Rocky loss very well. I, I think you have a uh, you think you can make an argument for Gladiator in this case. I mean, honestly, um, if I Jared, was picking, I'll, I'll, I'll do Star Wars. Jared, why don't you vote? I'll break the tie. I think you've got, you've had a couple in a row. I'm voting Star Wars. All right, never mind. I don't have to break the tie. Star Wars is through. 
And then we have Bloodsport versus The Matrix. This one I've seen neither, um, but I know Bloodsport was higher uh, on all these lists. So I'm going Bloodsport. I mean, again, you brought up an interesting wrinkle, Larry Fish. And he kung fu's like, you know, the scene where he's teaching him how to fight? There's a, there's some sick-ass fighting in there. Yeah, there's no one that kung fu's as hard as him. And he makes it look easy. Exactly. Swaggy, even. I, ooh, man, because there is a lot of good hand-to-hand, especially that very last part with uh, Neo coming back, him jumping into oh, that shit, dude. Yeah. I, I'm going Matrix. You know, I... Before I heard you think that out, Jared, I was leaning Bloodsport for the re- for for the reason that it's specifically about fighting. But when when I started thinking as you were through some of the different fights in that movie, there are, there's like five or six awesome fucking fight scenes in The Matrix, and so I gotta go with it. I think we gotta put The Matrix through. Yep, <laughs> I would agree. So Seth, I think that means you called it, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Um... <laughs> We have Star Wars versus The Matrix. I'll let you guys decide. Maybe I'll break the tie here, if I need to. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and vote The Matrix again. I think it's got. I know we've had a goofy ass series of events to get to this, but I think I think what The Matrix actually has compared to all the other movies in this list is so many different types of fighting that are all awesome, and uh, they do a lot of different stuff. They they innovated a lot um, with the uh, you know the, the freeze frame when they jump up into the air and, and all that stuff. Um, and it's legit, really good martial arts in that movie. I mean, so the only freeze frame worth watching in movies is uh, the oh end of Breakfast God. Club. So I mean, oh, <laughs> actually, that's a solid one. I thought you were gonna say right. I know. I'm actually gonna go see that in a few weeks in the theater. I'm actually pretty excited about it. <laughs> Maybe next nice. week we can do uh, what movie has the best freeze frame? Hmm. It's there Breakfast Club. We already figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I could find another one. Nope. Mm-hmm. Maybe like Harold and Kumar Christmas 3D. It's <laughs> <laughs> got a few. Wasn't that in 3D? Yeah, hell, what? Well, yeah, it was, man. They had. Was there a big old dong that came at the screen that I, came at you when you? I think it was a dildo. Um, but they dildo? had uh, they had a robot, a waffle robot that shot uh, sir- hot syrup at you. Batter. Yeah. Yeah. So Star Wars versus Matrix, huh? I mean, Cody votes Matrix. Yeah, I mean, I, can't really go wrong. Yeah, I, I'm going Matrix. Mm, okay, so that means that Rocky wins. <laughs> Good job, Rocky. <laughs> for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! The Matrix boy, is oh the boy. best fighting movie of all time. I don't, I don't think that's necessary. I don't think that's a bad take. I know we had, a, like Man. I said, we had a goofy series of events, but I think The Matrix is a suitable champion for this. And because it won... Seth, you agreed to this beforehand. You will now go watch The Matrix. I'm glad finally that that's I happening. Actually, I think you'll I mean, enjoy that, it. The opportunity he had for me to watch that was uh, when we did Miss the Boat. And so since we're not doing that anymore, I refuse to ever watch The Matrix. Well, like I said, that's on you. I, feel, I just feel sorry for you. That's my opinion. Yeah. I just don't like to watch trash. <laughs> you know what? Here's what I will say, Seth. Um, there, was a, there, was a, there was a snub on this list. And I think you know what it is. And if you don't, I will tell you. I don't. Otherwise, I would have um, put it on. <laughs> I think I and I, Jared. I hope you will you will back me up on this. I think that Scott Pilgrim versus the World was was snubbed Ooh. on this list. Oh, I didn't see it on. I looked through several articles and I did not see that on wow, there anywhere. That whole movie so. is fighting. I mm-hmm. I didn't see. I didn't come up with the selections. I literally picked these from websites. I I don't. 
I don't make these. So if it's not on a website that has that lists these things, then that's on the website. It's not me. So I just Googled best <laughs> fighting movie, and it's number one on the very first image on Google here. You might be looking at uh, it's like a list of movies, like the like not the website, but it's like it doesn't by year. I, I saw that. I did like top ten best fighting movies of all time, and like it was a lot of them were like Bud's Bloodsport. I and, mean, there's a lot the on this list that you left out, like the Kevin James Here Comes the Boom. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're looking at the scroll. <laughs> you're looking at the scrolling thing at the top, right? Yeah, yeah. That's see, I didn't. Go, okay, I never Scott, choose from that. Yeah, list. Scott Pilgrim. It's not the first one. It's like 27 over, but it's there. Well, good. Well, good. Well, let us know, guys, out there on Facebook and Twitter at Soko Show Pod. Let us know what your top fighting movie is. Let us know what you thought of our uh, of our brackets here, and whether or not you think Seth is right that Rocky should have won. Um, it's not going to change anything, but uh, you know, you can let us know if your d- opinion is different. For now, though, we're going to roll forward. That's it for this week's tournament of trivial topics. A tournament of trivial topics. Fight. Alrighty, we are going to keep it in the world of the trivial. We're going to get into some wacky facts and fill in some blanks here. This is factually bereft. Facts don't care about your feelings. Factually bereft. I got three facts. Uh, there's a blank that makes that that's left out here that makes the fact correct. There's three multiple choice options. You guys got to guess. Which one will fill in the blank and make it correct? So, first of three facts. We have the sound of E.T. walking was made by someone squishing her hands in blank. Is it A, silly putty, B, chewed gum, or C, jelly? What kind of jelly? Yeah, that's the big question. I don't know. Because if it's strawberry, maybe. If it's grape, absolutely not. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. It sounds nothing like grape no. jelly, so it can't be. Like, mm-hmm. I know what grape jelly sounds like. I put it on my balls all the time. <laughs> God, what? Oh, that's nasty. Oh. You just couldn't resist, could you? <laughs> I had to finish the sentence for you. I knew you weren't going to. Personally, I think that it is jelly. Um, silly putty uh, was very much a new technology at that time. That's true. It was pretty cutting edge. Um, I'll go with um, the other one. What was the third one besides Silly Putty and Jelly? Chewed gum. Oh, never mind. I'm not going chewed gum. <laughs> I'm going with Jelly. I don't think they I were rubbing on chewed said. gum. <laughs> jelly for me, too. I agree. Jelly? The correct answer is Jelly. Nice, nice. Very well done. All right. The second question. Charlie Brown's father was a blank. Was he A, a janitor? An alcoholic. <laughs> a B. runaway slave. <laughs> was, he, was he B, absent? No. Was he B, a substitute <laughs> teacher? Or was he C, a barber? What's the first one again? Janitor. Hmm. I'm surprised just to know that there is an answer to this. That's, hey, he that's why that, we play the game, to learn a little bit. Expand our horizons. Awesome little, little hairdo. Barber could make sense. Yeah, that's I think, what I was thinking. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna land on substitute teacher here though. Teacher seems to be within the theme of peanuts here, so that's what I'm gonna go with. You're thinking subs? I'm gonna I think I think it's a a barber just to be 
jokey self-aware because like charlie brown notoriously has like no hair um so i think it's barber all right the answers are in the correct answer is barber fudge (laughs) should have stuck with my gut should have stuck with my gut that's what happens context clues yeah all right let's see if jared can go three for three which i don't think anyone's done yet all right the plastic things on the end of shoelaces are called A. Plort B. Lacelet C. Egglet That first one sounds totally made up. <laughs> I think you I think he made it up before. <laughs> yeah. That word sounds in the genre of his made up words. Yeah. I think I think you're right. And the other two were what? Lacelet and what else? An egglet. Egglet. Lacelet sounds like a sexy lingerie, um, which I'm generally in favor of, but it's not going to help us here. Mm-hmm. Um, I say it egglet. seems too. Yeah, I, I think lacelet sounds too on the nose because it's like okay, a shoelace. Then, yeah, it's the third one. All right, answers are in. The correct answer is C. Egglet. Right. Gosh, that means Jared goes three for three. For three for the win. Yes. You got and Charlie speech? Brown's father also was a pipe layer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man, I've seen that video. What? <laughs> he, his last name was Brown for a reason. <laughs> Good god. Oh, that's nasty. A pipe layer, like in between in between haircuts, he was <laughs> yeah. Oh, that kind of haircut. Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. no! No he, no no! He liked to. Uh, he 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 was pretty good at uh, you know styling some some merkins for. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You need a heart shaved in there. He's your guy. <laughs> um, let's let's leave let's leave some of this work to to the audience here. Um, if you don't know what a merkin is, Google it. Please Google it. You'll enjoy. Um, maybe going incognito mode. You don't want to get the ads for merkin. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wow. So Jared goes three for three, and we learned that uh, Charlie Brown's dad be slanging that thing around in between haircuts. So I think that was a successful edition of Factually Bereft. Facts don't care about your feelings. All righty, let's recap the week. Uh, we're going to answer the question what did you. This was an exciting weekend for me. Um, I was able to return to the movie theater, my second home at Regal in the old mill here in Bend reopened. They're probably going to get closed again because our risk level is going up for COVID. But for one weekend, it was fantastic to be back. Um, (laughs) Went and saw a couple of films. I saw Nobody, uh, which you guys reviewed pretty positively uh, back a few weeks. Um, I enjoyed that one as well. Uh, Really liked Bob Odenkirk in it. Thought that was a a good watch. And then I saw Mortal Kombat as well, which uh, we'll review a little bit later in the show. But I think um, it was just really good to be back there, to get a bucket of corn, get some NEMS, get a soda. I got a free combo because my, they missed my birthday when they were closed. It was just a really nice experience. Um, Jared, I know you went back too, so I want to hear about yours. And then um, I, then I want to bitch a little bit about, about something. So tell me what your experience was like back in the theater for the first time in a while. Yeah, back in the theater, movie theaters finally opening up in my state. It's been so many months that they've been closed and <laughs> no one else on this podcast lives in this state and has been to the movie theaters. 
<laughs> no, no. I uh I don't know. I just I'm lazy basically, even though the movie theater's like three blocks away from my place. Um I finally went to a movie, saw Mortal Kombat. It was great. I treated myself to a nice Friday matinee in the IMAX and mm. I think just I thoroughly enjoyed I mean we'll talk about the movie later but I think I enjoyed the whole experience a little bit more because it had been so long but also just sitting down in one of those chairs kicking up the footrest adjusting you know the footrest and the little back kind of uh rest as well um but then I always kind of like make like a little fort essentially. Like I'll take like an extra sweatshirt or something or a jacket and I just like drape that over me and I'm like, ooh, it's movie time. So um, it was nice to get back to the movie theaters. Um, obviously, saving money has been a great thing over this last year of me uh, not having to pay for movies. But it was a nice treat to go out. I do kind of wish, or the next one I'm, I want is a dine-in movie theater so then I can have food while watching a movie. Um, that's my next uh, thing to look forward to. But going back, it was great. It was clean. It was good. No one sitting next to me. No one really bothering me. It was, it was great. I like that COVID protocols make so, so no one's sitting next to you. That's pretty nice. I feel like, I don't know when it'll happen, but they'll, they'll eventually get back to that. And I feel like it's going to feel really cramped when that happens. So I'm glad right now we're not having to do that yet. What I wanted to bitch about was I think at least the people here seem to have forgotten fucking movie theater etiquette in the time <laughs> that the movie theater has been closed because, oh my God, I had, I went to two movies and in both movies, the same thing happened. I was in a seat, um, in like one of my favorite seats in the house and <laughs> You know, across the two-seat gap that you have to have, there was, in one case, it was a couple, and in one case, it was two parents and a kid. And um, in both cases, they fucking talked the entire time. The whole fucking time. Like, and, like, the type of movie talk that's the most annoying, where, like, someone will try to predict the next line, um, which someone, one of the fucking guy that was seated down, down from me, correctly predicted the last line of nobody which just ooh, pissed me off um <laughs> and it's not like they were talking loud and that's probably the thing that upsets me more because if they were talking loud it would be really easy to go hey man shut the fuck up but they were talking in a, at a tone in both cases they were talking at a tone where they didn't think other people can hear them and that to me is even more annoying because then what you hear is just like the s's and so you'll just hear this steady stream of tss, 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 from a few seats down. And I can't, you, you know, you can't make out everything that they're saying, but it's enough of it to just sound like a fucking mosquito in your ear the entire time. And ooh, it made me so mad. Um, and I just want people, ooh, uh, uh, I just want people to remember that you need to shut the fuck up in the movie theater. You're not at home. You're not here to chat. You're not here to predict the fucking lines. Oh man, I got so upset when he did that at the end of Nobody. And when I went to Mortal Kombat, it was a kid, at least, that was, like, talking to his parents, and he was excited. Like, he'd go, oh, my God, that's Sub-Zero. And I, I have a little bit of, you know, I'm not heartless. I, I think that's kind of fun, kids enjoying the movie. But his parents could have told him, hey, shut the hell up. There's people in here. <laughs> and, and everyone can hear. It's like, if you're talking in a movie theater, and maybe some people need to hear this, everyone can fucking hear you. You there's you, If you're talking in the movie theater, you're not doing it quietly enough for no one to hear you. I promise. Everyone can fucking hear you. So don't do it or stay at home if you want to talk. That's I'm, I'm going to try to 
not get too hot about it, but I was so worked up. I was so excited to go to the movies and then I had to listen to that bullshit the entire time. And I just want people to remember that, um, you know, you're not at home. There's people around you trying to enjoy their time. So don't fucking talk so much. I'll stop there. I was at the, I was at the theater, um, you know, not too long ago and I forgot that, you know, people could hear me and there's still other people around and, uh, something I do normally when I'm at home, um, you know, is watch movies and stuff if, if it, if it happens to happen. But I, I yelled out, I got a poop and people, <laughs> people gave me a real weird look. You know, you know, what's weird. Uh, you mentioned kids being at Mortal Kombat. I had a bunch of kids at my screening too. I, that yeah. movie is very rated R. The video games are very rated R. And there was like a 10, there was like two 10 year old kids. Albeit, this mom clearly has brought, it was like a mom and three kids. This mom has clearly brought kids to movies before because they didn't say a fucking word. Um, That's what I'm talking about, baby. I was pretty, I was pretty happy because they walked right by me and I'm like, oh God damn it. I was about <laughs> ready to fucking throw whatever was in my hands at them just for being there. And, uh, and then, uh, they sat down and kind of chit chat a little bit. She's like, basically like, shut up. <laughs> and like, <laughs> it was like, basically like behave. But then, uh, the movie started and they didn't, they didn't say a peep. They did kind of like one of them ran back and forth a few times. I think they might've had to poop, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but otherwise like, and it was a pretty quick, it was a, it was a brisk walk <laughs> and you could tell they were a little clenched. So they were kind of just like a, one of those like waddles. <laughs> it made me oh, laugh. Man. Um, oh man. Um, but, uh, no, it. they were, they were, pre- they were pretty, uh, pretty quiet the whole time. So I was happy about that. So. I'm sorry you had that experience. Um, I know that you haven't had that in a while, and you know you'll get used to it again. <laughs> Man, I hope I don't have to. And you know what? I will to clarify because I am people who have gone to the movies with me. You guys have both experienced this. I'm not silent in the movie. Um, I know. But there's a difference between there's a difference between like something cool happens and going like oh shit like oh yeah or something like that mm. and reacting to the movie versus like talking that's a different thing entirely um and i i will defend the right of people to react to the movies i think that's a really fun part about going to the movie in crowds if endgame was silent none of us would fucking remember that theater experience it was fun because of people cheering and stuff Mm -hmm. so that's not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is conversation speculation i think this is going to happen asking dumb fucking questions masturbate yeah what what what? um i understand why you'd want to at mortal Kombat, but um it would have been a nope, that's weird. only strictly for Greta from 2019. Oh. <laughs> Why do you remember that people. movie? Oh, Don't worry no. about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I rem- now I remember. <laughs> wow. That's, uh... Jared, you're going to sure regret wanna... saying that on the podcast, aren't you? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, anyways... Glad to have the theater option. Like I said, my, my county is fucking up, so I, I think they're probably going to have to close the theater again. But if not, I'll be back this weekend for some more stuff. So anyway, um, let us know. Have you returned to the theater? And if so, did you have a good experience? Don't forget to shut the hell up, though, when you do go. Uh, and that's what we did that last week. Back to the movie theater. All right, we are going to touch base on some, uh, I think, some very exciting news um, and an announcement that came out here. I think uh, Seth is going to be pretty stoked about this thing. So let's get into what do you think? What do you think? 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 Seth, why don't you go ahead and uh, and I'll let you talk about this headline. I know you're 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 pretty excited. Yeah, uh, 
the Muppets is coming back to ABC in a few weeks. Woo! I'm pretty pumped about that now. <laughs> yes, finally. Um, I don't even know if that's the truth. I think they're coming to Disney. Give me Plus what I Plus. want. Yeah, <laughs> better not be lying. I think there there are like new Muppets going to be on Disney Plus. I already have been. Anyway, no. Um, coming to Netflix soon. We don't know when. Um, is a new. I it's I think it's probably being billed as a comedy special, but I don't know if it's necessarily necessarily going to be a full on comedy special. Um, from Bo Burnham, uh, his first special in five years. He has written it, directed it, shot it performed it all by himself apparently um so i'm very interested to see how that's going to turn out um but it's called inside um i think this is something that no one expected uh considering basically around the time that make happy which was his last special came out um he basically said he was done and also on top of that if you based on i guess how you interpret the end of that um it would seem like he was done um basically being that so the the special happens all on stage make happy um we cody and i saw it live actually not the recording but um the a a performance of it and uh then at the end of the special it goes into a um something separate where he goes basically it's a recorded by himself in a room where he's playing piano and sings a song um that essentially boils down to him saying hey i'm done I'm I'm not performing for you guys anymore. Um, I hope I entertain you, but at the end of the day, you got to make yourself happy and make yourself laugh and all that stuff. And actually, the be- it kind of bookends well because the beginning of the special is him walking around with clown makeup on his face and saying, you know, I'm I'm a performing clown. <laughs> you know, I'm here to make you laugh. But a lot of that special or a, a, a few of those the songs and uh, bits in the special are pretty introspective about how unhappy he is doing that because of anxiety and certain things like that um so for and i've talked about bo burnham a lot on the show uh but for someone who you know makes a joke about uh, farting into a microphone after a long drawn out uh light and sound show uh in that same special he he talks about personal stuff and how maybe not mentally healthy he he was and I think that's going to be a lot of this special because, again, it ends with that song and then it ends with him finishing that song and walking out a door to what is essentially supposed to be a wife and kid um, and him moving on with his life to a new place. And so I'm, I'm really interested to see what this is going to be. Um, I think it's going to be extremely introspective and personal. Uh, I He's said, I guess, recently more in interviews that it's he's not closed the door entirely entirely to comedy but if he were to do another special he would have something to say and with this not being in front of fans and just being him by himself at a room presumably and i i really hope it's in uh, the same or similar room that he ends make happy in i think it's going to be an extremely personal thing uh so i can't wait to watch it i think it's going to be something really different and with how creatively he's worked in different avenues over the last five years whether it be acting or writing and directing or doing music on sesame street like he's he tries a lot of different stuff and he's not afraid to to do stuff that is against the grain or goes outside the mold and and I can't wait. I really can't wait to see this. I was shocked to see the news. Honestly, I had been kind of at the point of like, 
he'll never do one again. I'm cool with that. I love the way that Make Happy ended. I think it made a statement. It was a perfect bookend to his stage career. And in a way, I think maybe that's still true. Maybe he'll never perform on stage again. Maybe he'll, you know, this technically isn't a, you know, a stage show. It's him by himself, you know, presumably in a room. So um, maybe he's still making good on that promise of like, I'm not going to go on stage again, but I got something to say here and I'm going to do it my way. So awesome. I can't wait to watch it. I'm, I'm very pumped for this. I think what's really cool when people do retire and then come back, like I, this is so, so different, but um, in football, we saw this with Rob Gronkowski. Um, you know, when you, when you find someone who's like, yeah, this is just too much. I can't do it anymore. And then they leave it. And then a few years later, they come back. I think you typically get a lot of really great shit because I don't think you would come back. He, he, he's already said he was done. He didn't feel like he owed anybody anything, but he must have found something that he felt like was important enough to say. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, from, from what I've seen of Bo Burnham, I don't get the sense that he's like trying to make a cash grab here, you know, maybe, but I, yeah. do, it doesn't I'm, seem like he's that kind of dude. Um, I'm sure Netflix threw, they probably backed up the money truck at him too with, with coming off of something like Promising Young Woman in eighth grade where mm-hmm. all that critically acclaimed and he seems very choosy with the stuff he does. I'm sure they're like, hey, if you want to do another special, let us know. And, you know, we got a nice, uh, nice paycheck for you. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's getting paid. Um, but yeah, I think you're right, Seth. I'm, I'm. I think this will likely be pretty introspective. I'm sure it'll be funny too. Um, you know, he always is, even when he's trying, even when he is being thoughtful. Um, so I'm stoked about this too. I, 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 you know, about every other month I'll go through and listen to a bunch of Bo Burnham songs. So it'll yeah. be good to have some new stuff from him. And um, he right. just always has done so well with the way he puts these things together. So having the the total creative freedom to get to do it without an audience or anybody else's mm-hmm. input. Um, could be really interesting. Uh, you know, it could suck, but I, I don't think so. I, he, well, he usually is pretty, he's got a high, from my understanding, he's got a pretty high level of integrity as far as his art. And so if he's, if he feels the need to put this back out, I, I think that's a good sign. And I think too, um, with it, it's kind of a parallel in a way because he started his career on YouTube, not in front of any fans or crowd, just singing songs and up his at up in his attic. You know, so maybe if this is the, you know, the final special starts that way, it ends that way, you know, mm-hmm. so. Sure. Jared, I don't, I don't remember how much we've talked about Bo Burnham. Are you a big fan of his? Have you seen all of it? How, what's your stoke level for this, this upcoming special of his? I mean, obviously with uh, you two, you know, uh, in a in a roundabout way, creaming your jeans over him. It has rubbed <laughs> off on me. I mean, because every time you guys would come here, you'd turn it on or vice versa. I'd be there. You guys would turn on one of his specials. So like through, you know, secondhand watching and whatnot, I've become a big fan of his. And I saw this today and I was like, oh my gosh. Because again, I know that you guys have talked about how like, you know, you went to the show and how that last show was essentially his last show. So mm-hmm. not only was the news shocking to me, but like, just from that little, what, 15-second almost teaser, mm-hmm. the light from the door looks like, oh. you know, he has, like, scruff. And yep. I'm curious on kind of what you you guys are saying, but also potentially, like, how raw it is. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, he's going to put out a very polished and um, what he wants as a product, but also it's, like, how much does he want you to actually see of, like, hey, this isn't a glamorized life. Like, this is who I am. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just, I in my mind, when I was 
you know, doing stuff earlier today after seeing that, I was just thinking, I'm like, well, what if it, what if it's pieced together where like, hey, this is day one, and he's doing jokes and stuff, and then like day thirty and puts yeah. stuff in. Like, what if it's that, a progression of how quarantine kind of has been? I could see that. Mm. I I honestly have no clue what this is gonna be like. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. Um, I I honestly would not be surprised if it's not there's not that much comedy in it or maybe any like I could see him going for more of a stage show as opposed to a comedy special you know because mm-hmm. I think it, that the thing that I love most about Bo Burnham over any other like comedy is that I I can rewatch that a million times and I have like especially what and make happy but make happy even especially because that that end song that are you have that that has turned to be my favorite thing of that the way that ends um it's not the fun it's not funny at all really but i just love that the choice that he made with that and and how how much how personal that song i think is to him at the end um and obviously i think on top of that like how he transitions that into the new special i that that might even prove that point even more but i can watch his specials over and over again and find something different in a lyric or a bit or that make happy thing or are you happy thing and find something different in each of those every time I watch it. And I know again, he's, he makes poop jokes, but at the same time, there's a lot more depth and meaning in some of these. If you listen close enough, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. So we're all obviously huge fans. We will be keeping an eye out. As soon as we get a release date on this, uh, we will talk about it here on the show. And I know we've got a lot of Bo Burnham fans uh, that are SoCo listeners as well. So we'll keep you apprised as to when this coming is coming out. But I would wager it's pretty soon. Netflix Netflix likes mm-hmm. to get their stuff out pretty fast. So if we're hearing about it, I imagine yeah. it won't be long. So The number one we most anticipated thing for me the rest of this year, whenever it comes out, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I second this drops, I will be watching it. Same here. Bo Burnham, Inside, coming soon to Netflix. We'll keep an eye out for that one. So that's what we think of that. All righty, lots to talk about this week in What Did You Watch? We're going to crown an Oscars champion in just a second. Let's get into it. What? 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 All right, folks, the 93rd Oscars um, were this past Sunday. We're going to get into the results of our Pick'em game. Um, and we're going to crown a champion and uh, let you folks know who is going home with our movie fan prize pack in just a few minutes. First of all, wanted to get a sense from you guys uh, what you thought of the telecast. Obviously, there was some drama uh, at the end with the uh, the shifting schedule, and you know it kind of seemed uh, like a like something they didn't expect with Anthony Hopkins winning lead actor um, with the last award of the night. Um, curious as to y'all's reactions on how you think it went, um, and whether or not you enjoyed just the show as a whole, um, before we get into the actual winners here. Jared, what did you think? I mean, they had to, uh, adapt with, I don't know, kind of everything that went on this year. I mean, I, I liked how it was more, it felt like it was, hey, this is one small room, this is intimate, this is small tables, this is a handful of people showing up. I don't know, I mean, it's on TV, so it's not really like I'm in the, the, you know, in the mix with it. I'm, I'm feeling that, that theater vibe and whatnot. I guess even the red carpet, I don't know if either of you guys are like the big red carpet pre-show type people. I watched a little bit of that and 
I don't know. It was just kind of weird, I guess. I don't know. I mean, we've all been kind of conditioned to how everything is over this last year, but it's just, it's so apparent. They need to fix the camera views of how far people are standing away from one another. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Other than that, nothing, you know, nothing was amazing. Nothing was too bad. I mean, it's another Oscar ceremony that they had to adapt to. I think it's a hard thing to, I don't know. Sometimes I think that, the expectations for the Oscars are unfairly high. It's like, what do you expect them to do? They're giving awards to people. Um, but then on the other hand, I'm like, okay, you're, you have our attention for three hours. You should you should have some entertainment. Um, and they did throw in some fun stuff. I, I agree with you. I liked the the more intimate feel of it. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, Glenn Close was the highlight for me, and as well as Daniel Kaluuya and his speech, which I know is getting a lot of attention. Um, so I, I liked it. I, I think it's gotten a lot of harsh feedback, which I, I think is maybe a little bit unfair. Um, it's not to say I thought it was the greatest show I've seen, but, um, you know, I, what did you want? <laughs> I guess was my response to that. I don't know, Seth, what did, what did you think? Yeah. In terms of the, the setup and everything, like the, like you said, intimate feel, the less people invited, um, kind of in a, in a ball, you know, like a, it almost seemed like a convention hall type mm-hmm. thing, but I, I like that idea, and I kind of wish it would be that more um, for f- the future. I, I do kind of wish they'd go back to having a host, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I just think it's it gets too inconsistent. Like someone like uh, Regina um, Regina King, who was kind of doing almost like a comedy set, um, although they didn't have the clips like like you wanted, Cody. But um, that drove me crazy. The the the, uh, the I kind of like some of that, and like them it seemed like some of the people like obviously knew each other and like have hung out and are friends but then others are not and it just kind of can get awkward in moments and things like that i think it needs a host to drive it along um we've gone the last two years without one and i think i'm kind of it's not that i'd hate it without a host but i i i just think it feels like a more cohesive show with a host of some kind um in terms of the what the producers at ABC did and, and specifically the ending. Um, I think they maybe got too cute <laughs> at the end there and things didn't play out. Um, I, I, I do agree. I kind of like the clips as well. Uh, I would have liked those, but at the end of the day, this is all just a big self masturbatory show. They're all just telling <laughs> each other how great they are. And uh, you know, none, that, I think that's the other thing with this year. The, the ratings were so low is like, there, all these movies people were able to see this year, but no one cared mm-hmm. because maybe, you know, they felt like because they were on VOD and not in the theater, um, they were like less. Some of these movies were less than this year. I don't know. But I mean, just, could it could I guess I'm not to cut you off, but I'm curious, just like, you know, the ratings were lower and whatnot. And I'm assuming that the whole streaming thing is like you're saying it was part of it. But also, is it a thing where we don't want to see these rich, successful people right now because that's not what we need. No, I, the ratings have gone down consistently for a while. Um, I, I think there know. could be an I, element I, of that. I mean, I don't I'm think kind it's the of whole saying, thing. Like in, in a similar light of that imagine video from a year ago, like yeah. that kind of same energy, essentially. Yeah. I don't know. We're I just, all out here grinding and our lives all suck. I don't really want to watch you in $10,000 dresses. I think there could be an element of that. I think to Seth's point too, um, it's been on the decline anyway. I think I think people have started to realize that oh yeah, this is just them, you know, 
and and people and a lot of times it feels like they're talking down to us sometimes and people don't like that um well you know all of us are more educated than most of those fucking people so the idea that they're smarter than us <laughs> seems kind of fucking insulting so i understand that people <laughs> don't like that um and uh the other thing i think you know i you know we talk about this a lot. People like us were aware of these movies for most of the year. We knew where to stream them and how to, and I think the average person didn't. And so I think I would I would wager that less people saw these movies than than would typically see the list of best pictures. And they're never hugely grossing movies, you know. But even so, you know, they'll come out in the theater and you'll see commercials about them and all that stuff. And we didn't see as many movies advertised um, or talked about and people didn't see as much. And so... People didn't have maybe a vested interest in going. I think all I think a lot of those things and probably more um, factored into the low ratings. Who knows yep. though? I think uh, to Seth's point, I think bringing back the host would be a positive step. Um, so we'll see if they do that next year. We'll see how things go. But what we did have uh, that we're used to having is a list of winners here. So we put out the call to all of you to see who could pick the Oscars best. And uh, several of you uh, responded to the survey here. We want to thank everyone who participated. We had more participants this year than we have in all the other years combined. So really excited about the participation that we had. A really strong list. Um, And I can tell you that the winner of our contest here, the high score. um, So we picked 15 categories. And the most, the most correctly chosen awards was 10. Um, and there were a couple, couple people that got 10 out of 15. Um, and really what it came down to was the confidence points, which was really interesting. So our winner with a score of 97 points on 10 correct choices was... Larry Chilson, uh, Larry Chilson, who was from the Screen Talk channel. Um, as I Screen said, picked, Talk, man. Picked 10 out of 15, correct? Larry, congratulations on your victory. Um, we will be reaching out to you with your prize pack. Uh, just for a reminder, Larry is going to be going home with a pair of movie tickets to his local theater. Um, $20 for concessions, paid for by a friend of the show, Lindsay Monday. And also a copy of Best Picture winner, Nomadland, which we should be able to get. So we will, uh, Larry, we will be in touch. Congratulations on the victory. You are this year's champion. And Seth, I want to answer the question that I know you have. Larry, Larry did not just beat the listeners. Larry was the top score, beat all of <laughs> us, um, and had the high score out of the, uh, I can't count how many there were. I think it was about 15 or 16 entries. There was a wide range of outcomes um, from, you know, there was a couple people that that really were awful. Um, my brother was among them. Kyle did not have a strong show. <laughs> um, there were a few, there were a lot of people who got a lot of them correct. Um, but I think the biggest thing, uh, the biggest upset was Chadwick Boseman. Uh, that that mm-hmm. was one where most of us had chosen Bozeman for the best actor uh, winner. Some of the other interesting ones, Nomadland Best Picture was picked by 44% of people. So it was a popular, it was the most popular pick, but most people missed on Best Picture. Um, And a lot of people used a lot of confidence points there. 
Um, Chloe Zhao was a popular pick for directing. Um, a lot of them we chose pretty heavily. Again, I mentioned Bozeman before. Daniel Kaluuya was, was the slam dunk pick of the, of the contest. A mm -hmm. lot of people chose him with high confidence and were correct there. Um, one of the really intriguing categories was actress in a leading role. Only a third of people chose Frances McDormand, who was the winner. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was, a, that was a pretty competitive category. Um, lots of interesting, uh, interesting results on this. There was a lot of variation in the choices. Um, it was fun to go through and see what people thought they were confident about. Um, and overall, just a, a really well done contest. I think the survey went well. Um, and again, just want to thank everybody who uh, participated this year. And again, congrats to Larry uh, on being our champion. With that, oh, you guys probably want to know between the three of us who won, don't you? Yeah, who was the other 10? 10 correct. Well, uh, actually, it's funny you ask, Seth, because you were the other 10. Hell yeah. Um, so you I had, had a lot of high points on, on the old bows. That screwed me. Yeah, that, that really is what ended up getting you um, because Larry Larry was really strong. Larry hit all of his confidence points from like 8 through 15. Like the only ones mm -hmm. he missed were really low. Um, and like many, uh, you know, you had, you had Bozeman High, which, which cost you. Um, I think that was like my third, third highest. I think I had, I think, I think my top was, um, I can't say her name, but, uh, the, um, supporting actress for Min, uh, Minari mm -hmm. and then, um, second highest, I think I had Daniel Kaluuya. And then I think Bozeman was my third. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it was another good performance uh, by Seth. You're typically pretty good at this one. Jared and I came, uh, I was, well, for the three of us, I was second. Jared was third um, just by two points. So you and I were really close. Um, and you and I, I think overall, Jared, were... So Seth was second overall. Um, and then Jared, third I think you four. and I were like third and fourth or fifth and sixth, <laughs> somewhere in that area. So some pretty strong performances. Uh, again, we'll, we'll definitely bring this back next year. So we hope you all will, will compete once again. But your reigning champion... Uh, Larry Chilson is going home with that prize pack. So very, very good stuff. We're going to switch gears here, and um, I guess we'll, we'll abbreviate be clear, this. If I would have won, I would have handed down the prize to whoever was in second. And right. if that was one of us, worry. we would have kept the prize. <laughs> yeah, I would have kept it. You didn't win, though, so I don't know why you felt the need to clarify that. You didn't. You got second. Well, I'm, so. I think I'm first because of my generosity and spirit. Man, did you just know. Kanye Larry? <laughs> I think you did. I'm going to let you finish, but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, we got a few other uh, kind of movies and one show to talk about. Um, and we'll try to get this wrapped up in a decent amount of time, so we'll, we'll maybe go quickly on this. But I did want to talk a little bit um, about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which finished up its season on Disney Plus this last Friday. A lot of folks watching it, a lot of folks talking about it. Um, let's just get um, just your overall very quick thoughts, and then we'll get into some spoilers because I think it's tough to talk about without doing that. So, um, Seth, uh, what was your high-level reaction on Falcon and Winter Soldier this season? I was entertained. I also, I heard just the other day on a podcast that this this was another, the show was another fell victim to... Rewrite, and, yeah, and yeah, in that the whole plot of the show was supposed to be about a virus, <laughs> and the the freedom fighter, freedom fighter, free, what are they called? Flag smashers. 
Flag smashers. Um, they uh, they were like in that first scene, they were like going away, like they were trying to um, do something with a with a the vaccines vaccine mm-hmm. that was going to be the whole rest of the fucking show <laughs> was uh, was a virus stuff about a virus. So they definitely had to pivot, and I think that was noticeable. But again, superhero stuff I talk about it all the time. For I I think I have again a gift and a curse where I can completely turn my mind off. And treat these like what they are, children's books, <laughs> and watch them, <laughs> and watch them as such, um, children's cartoons. So that's, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Jared, you followed this pretty close. Um, you know, I know you did some reactions along the way. A lot of uh, a lot of Falcon Winter Soldier related material on TikTok. So you were pretty close to the action on this. What was your overall take? Yeah, yeah. I uh for this final episode's the finale, I think that like the Falcon aspect of it was the most uh complete. I mean, obviously him getting a new suit, spoilers out there people. Um, but I think that what they did with him, I mean, it, he's essentially the main focus of this show. I think when we dive into everything else and, you know, with this rewrite, this rumor, this truth, I guess, um, of them pivoting, it's very apparent because I think a lot of the other threads in this were just not really wrapped up in a cohesive manner, in my opinion. Um, that was that was the biggest thing is a lot of it detracted from my, I wouldn't say enjoyment, but just my, my logic and like, what? well, there's 10 minutes. How, how can they wrap this up? And who knows? Maybe future projects could come back and fix this in my eyes but i think that yeah there's some through lines that just were pointless to me i guess i maybe i'm the lowest of you two um on this one though i think that's probably. a fair criticism <laughs> yeah i yeah i I'm, I'm probably coming in the highest on this i really enjoyed some of what they did i think there is a lot missing to your point and there's there's a little bit of messiness in parts and i know a lot of people are are really pointing that out um, I think the the main themes for the two main characters for for Sam and for Bucky, I thought I thought were handled pretty well. Um, for me, it was a lot of the side stuff that didn't feel fulfilling. But I think both of those characters had had really nice arcs, particularly Sam. I think this was this was kind of the first, you know, you could say this about Black Panther too. But this 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 really explored race in a way that I don't think the Marvel ha- that Marvel has done this directly, and I really enjoyed that part. Um, and so I think for me, I, I really just hone in on that and consider it a success. But I think, I think those are fair criticisms, Jared. Um, and maybe we can talk in just a touch more detail here by hitting some spoilers. Um, again, skip ahead if you have not seen the entirety of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because uh, we're, we're going to go weapons hot here. S-P-O-I-L. Spoil. Soiled it! Soiled it! Soiled it! You ruined it and I'm leaving. So I think, I don't know, I think really there's not a ton to spoil here. I mean, for me, like I said, the thing that stuck out was Sam accepting the mantle of, of Captain America and, and owning it, right? He, he learns throughout the show that where at the beginning he didn't think he could do it um, as, as a black man and, and as a successor to, um, to Cap. And over the course of the show, I think he learns a lot about himself and about the people around him and eventually recognizes that not only is he well-suited for it, but he's the person who needs to be in this role. Um, and he's who America needs. I, th- I thought there was a lot of really cool depth and emotion in that. I was really emotionally impacted by the final. Um, I was yelling in my apartment when he fucking jumped in and you saw the suit 
And then someone is like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Captain America. I was like yelling fuck yes at the screen. <laughs> I thought that was really sick. The end with Isaiah Bradley was super, super impactful to me and, and Cap's big speech um, to the media. So I, I really, I, I will admit, I am really locking in on, on the Sam aspect of this show. Um, and that I felt like really, I thought that did get all of the time. Um, but I know, Jared, I know there were a lot of threads that felt like they weren't fully explored. Um, you know, things like Sharon Carter, um, and you know, where does, um, Walker go from here? Some of those things. Um, is that kind of what you're referring to when you're talking about a little messiness or, or things that are missing Were some of those side threads, um, that didn't maybe get fully fleshed out or what are you referring to, uh, that, that you might've liked more here? Yeah, no, basically everything you just said right there. And then again, it's logic where, you know, maybe I'm applying too much to it, but it was like the flag smashers are waiting around, waiting around, waiting around. Oh, Okay, they showed up. Now let's start driving away. Oh no, they got us. Now we need to do this. I again, it it's just my problem with them in general. Like they they could have almost been taken out of the show, but they needed to have this this vessel essentially to get John Walker and uh, Sam and Bucky to cross paths at some point. Um, so I personally think that they were kind of, you know, I I I wish we would have gotten what the original thing was was planned out or. I don't know. It, I'm so conflicted because, again, I understand why they changed it, but they changed it in a way that didn't feel satisfying to me. And, again, that's just my opinion. Who knows out there? I mean, you guys you guys loved it. Uh, the Sharon Carter was, again, messy, and then the John Walker at the end, I was just kind of, what wasn't he a criminal, and now he's coming back with his homemade shield? I don't know, man. I, uh... Mm-hmm. All of that, that's the thing, is like the the Sam was great. The Isaiah Bradley at the end was great. That other f- stuff in between, I'm just like, I, I, what is going on here? Let me ask you this, Jared, um, and then Seth, I want to get some of your thoughts too. Um, in WandaVision, there was all the expectation that we were getting Mephisto, and, we, and folks were disappointed when that didn't happen. Was do you think there was an element of that here? Um, you know, all the talk of the power broker and who might show up and what character are we going to meet? And I, I, one of the things I've heard is there's a feeling of anti-climax at the end of this. Do you think? Do you think we set? Do you think some folks set themselves up for that by speculating um, that there would be some craziness happening, um, or do you think more of it is just the fact that Marvel wasn't able to to get everything in here that they hoped? Oh yeah, it's. I mean, one hundred percent. People are not everyone, but a large majority of people are making up these outlandish things, and I'm guilty for it too of making up this this stuff that is not anywhere going to happen because it it would entirely detract from the show and the characters and what they're going for and whatnot. I think. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Aside from kind of you know that. Uh, I guess in my eyes, the anticlimactic thing and the maybe getting too hyped for random characters that would never show up. It's just the the handful of characters that were in the end of the episode just didn't feel like they they did much for me. I mean, sh- the the problem with the whole Sharon Carter thing is I was under the impression that she is not allowed to even get close to the U.S. and somehow she got on a plane and made it there in like in a couple hours of all of this happening, um, 
again, I could sit here and just break down the logic in my mind, and then I'm sure someone could come in here and explain it away to me. And again, that's just everyone. Everyone has an opinion on the show, you know, mm-hmm. and there people loved it, people hated it, people are in the middle, and I think that I'm in the middle towards the lower part. Sharon's a big point of debate. I don't mind that she's revealed to be the power broker. I thought it was a little underwhelming. And to your point, I thought Carly didn't get, I think she was maybe meant to get more time. Um, Her death felt a little underwhelming. I think with Sharon, you know, there's a lot of speculation there. Is she a scroll? Um, Mm -hmm. Who is she working for? Is there someone above her? There was speculation that the Thunderbolts might be here with Ross showing up. Um, Maybe that stuff happens down the road. We do have Armor Wars, I think, is where a lot of folks are saying we might see Sharon next. So we'll see about all of that. Seth, I I know you're not a big speculator, um, so maybe you didn't didn't have those expectations and get disappointed. But was there anything in the spoiler section that that stuck out to you, um, whether you liked it or disliked it? Not not really. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I didn't really speculate a whole lot. I kind of just let it play out as it was. Um, I think the biggest thing for me that I I took from – the show was coming out of coming out of Endgame. I personally wanted, like for obvious reasons, being super powered and his best friend, I wanted Bucky to be Captain America. Um, that had basically been the idea since Winter Soldier came out was that he was going to eventually be that. Um, that was speculated all the way back then, and I was kind of in Endgame. I was kind of underwhelmed by Sam being the being Captain America I'm like this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me the biggest thing that this show did that I don't think I I think there was no way they could have accomplished in a movie um is making him Captain America Mm -hmm. uh and give reason for it give a emotional backdrop from it with the stuff with Isaiah and all that and give an importance to it um it's important that he's Captain America if if they did Captain America 4 and just announced it after Endgame and said he's Captain America now I think people would have absolutely hated that movie or at least been like I they don't buy into it probably not hated it but they probably wouldn't have bought into it I think mm-hmm. even though people are not I think this the show in general is pretty mixed in terms of reception I think people will that the issue with Captain America 4 is not going to be Sam is Captain America why that doesn't make sense to me. I think getting the suit and the reasons, the stuff with with race and um, the stuff with Isaiah and all that, all that, it that that's a non-issue now. I mean, obviously, there's still going to be people who you know are racist, but and don't, don't want to see him be Captain America. But those people just aren't going to go to the movie because they're racist. Um, but the people who are invested in the MCU and care about it and have been along for the ride the whole time it gives it, i think it settles that this doesn't you know that whole thing of this doesn't make sense i, I think everything that we saw it, it's it's to me i'm i i feel like he is captain america which would not have been the case if it was just captain america 4 coming out next year or whenever it comes out being like if, if he just shows up as captain america i'd have been like nah but mm-hmm. taking away the shield making him earn it back, putting reason behind it with, with race and, and the importance and the symbolism of it, and then get, topping that all off with a dope-ass suit that presumably could protect him with being from Wakanda and stuff, um, and give 
showing different moves that he's doing and all of that stuff. I, I think that for me, I am super pumped to see him in his own movie, Captain America 4, whatever they do, I am in day one. I think it's going to be awesome. I, I, I think he is a great Captain America um, and I can't yeah. wait to see it. I think that's a really good point um, because a lot of people were confused about that just like you were at the end of Endgame. And, and if, if this show accomplished anything, I think you're exactly right. I think people are stoked. We have gotten the announcement now that Cap 4 is coming, and uh, it even came, you know, he's pictured there. So there's no question now about who Cap yeah. is. Um, pretty fucking dope. A lot of people are really excited about that, yep. myself included. So can't wait to see how that turns out. Yeah, because I was, I mean, I was, I, and I'm not, I'm not the biggest Captain America fan, out, like, as a character. Obviously, Cap, the Winter Soldier itself is an excellent movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you could replace, you could turn, call that fucking secret spy movie or some shit like that and take out the superheroes and make that, that's still an awesome movie, no matter who the, the character is. But you know, the, the character itself, I've always just kind of been like, yeah, he's a good guy who's strong, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and th- throws a shield. I've always thought the shield is dumb, but it's more again now, like I think even more so with this series, I think that shield because America itself, I'm like, you know, that I guess that's what he's holding up is the idea of America and the truth, justice, and the American way. That's what Chris Evans' Captain America has always been. But now it's completely different. It's a whole different thing. This is this is a whole new story that they're telling as Captain America. I think it's a way more important story they're telling as a Captain America. Um, and I I don't th- I haven't been this excited for a Captain America movie. For whatever and and that's outside of the you know this the show being kind of underwhelming in terms of the story but i just can't wait for that day when that movie comes out for anthony mackie to lead a captain america movie mm-hmm. i that's gonna be awesome that's gonna be so yeah. cool and now i can finally be captain america for uh for halloween <laughs> and oh, before yeah. you say i don't have the build for it fuck you guys now just wait till they make Black Panther white here. That's gonna completely wash this away. And oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine? Holy wow. shit! Bucky is Black Panther. Dude, that is kind of well, no, holy won't. crap! Wouldn't that be amazing? Yikes! Oh my god! I don't do it, Marvel. <laughs> you, might, you might you might think it's cute. You are not gonna like how that goes. I promise. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. Wow. I like it, man. Alrighty. Well, let's wrap up our spoilers here and we will bring back the folks that skipped ahead. Um, You know, go watch Captain, go watch Falcon and and the Winter Soldier and um, check it out for yourself. You know, if you're a Marvel fan, you got to watch it, you know. Um, So make sure you go give it a watch over on Disney Plus now that it's all out there. For now, Let's shift gears. We're going to do a couple. We got two movies. It uh, looks like we're going to be over time here, but we'll go quick on these last two and uh, wrap things up here. Seth, you saw what I believe was uh, was um, billed as a, as a nice, cute little uh, comedy. Uh, why don't you talk about this one with Ed Helms, I believe? Jared's also seen this, too. You watched it at Sundance, didn't you? Sure did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. So, Sundance uh, movie, too. Okay. Yeah, I I was I had to leave before this one showed up, so I wasn't able to see it uh, at the time. But caught it in the theater, um, had its premiere together. Together, uh, Ed Helms. I can't remember the lead actress's name, but essentially the story here is uh, Ed Helms wants to have a kid. He's single. Um, Patty so he Harrison. A, there you go. 
He's single, doesn't have a wife or girlfriend or anything, so he decides to get a surrogate or hire a surrogate. <laughs> um, and that's what Patty's character is. And uh, she's quite a bit younger. Ed Helms, obviously, in his 40s. She's in her 20s. I think she said she's 26. Um, and it, so there's kind of like, it's it's an interesting relationship between the two. You know, there's there's kind of that, like, the hint of, like, you know, like, is, is this going to be romantic? But I think the, the the main part of the story here is that, and actually hearing, because at the end of the screening, I was in between um, this and Mortal Kombat, and they had a Q&A play at the end of this, um, which was kind of cool. And really the, the, main, the main story that the director is trying to tell is that relationships don't need to be romantic. They can be between any age, any gender, any, you know, color, you know, anyone can have a relationship with someone. It doesn't have to be romantic. And I think that that's the main part of the story here um, is that these two completely different people, completely different places in life, um, even different views on the world and all that stuff, they can come together and become really close and become friends and ultimately um, see, a, you know, the birth of a child and, and what kind of kid that'll make. So I, I did like this a lot, um, a little bit slow. And not quite as like laugh out loud funny, um, but I did like it a lot. So th- this is one that if it comes on Netflix or VOD or whatever, it's worth a watch. But uh, Jared, what, what did you? It, it's probably been a while since you've seen it, but what'd you, what what do you think of what you remember? Of yeah, I mean, basically everything you just said. I think the biggest thing that I remember was just the platonic kind of friendship relationship mm-hmm. that they build. And them, again, you know, being from different uh, age demographics, uh, different backgrounds, different, I'm assuming, social class um, and whatnot, they find, like, a middle ground. But you see how it's kind of a little struggle here or there, and then by the end, you know, that's the best part. That's, like, the cute part of them finally kind of letting their guards down and whatnot. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she is very much more defensive than him, and he's kind of uh, caught off guard at times, from what I remember. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he wants to have the relationship more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he wants to be friends and talk to her more and stuff like that. And she's a little bit more like, hey, let's keep this at arms like this is a b- business relationship. Um, you know, I'm not going to be involved in this kid's life at all. Once it's born, it's yours. So she wanted to keep, wants to keep at arm's length and things like that. So, you know, there's, you know, trials and tribulations there. But ultimately a happy story. Um, yeah. Ed Helms is good. Really good in it. Um, funny. Has some dramatic moments. He doesn't get to do a whole lot. And typically, he's going to be more of your weird comedy <laughs> guy. So it's cool to see him get to do a little bit more dramatic stuff. But um, yeah, not a movie that'll be like an Oscar nominee, you know, next year or anything like that. But uh, watch now, it fucking is. <laughs> Play this back. Yeah. Um, but no, I you know I don't think it, it's it's definitely more of an indie smaller movie, but worth a watch if it's uh, you know on a streaming service or something like that. I, I'm ex- I'm looking forward to seeing this. Um, the trailer is super charming, so good to good to know that the movie holds up. This is Together Together. You can see this in theaters now. You can also see this last movie in theaters now, Mortal Kombat, baby. <laughs> I, I imagine we don't need to spend a ton of time on Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat's Mortal Kombat. Jared, you sent a text when you Mortal saw Kombat. it on Friday and said, uh, Mortal Kombat is big, dumb fun. And, Mortal and Kombat. What did I did I say something else? You've just been saying Mortal Kombat like keep saying it. Com- 
<laughs> You've said it like 19 times in the last 30 seconds. Well, I keep saying it. Well, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. I don't, Mortal, Mortal Kombat. That's the Mortal movie, Kombat? Mortal Kombat. Mortal yeah. Kombat. I mean, I mean uh, that's basically like what what that message I sent. Is, I mean, that's pretty much sums it up. I don't even know why I recorded like an eight minute <laughs> review. I should have just said yeah. big dumb fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you get you get all of the gore and the fighting that you're hoping for. Gore. And if if you expected great performances and a super intriguing plot, you're dumb. So um, <laughs> you know, I. I've seen some people like try to try to criticize this in a meaningful way, and it's like, did you know what you signed up for? Um, but you know, in terms of a theater going experience, I thought this was really fun. Uh, I enjoyed the gore and the fighting. Um, I think Kano was a standout for me. Uh, he, he was really entertaining. Um, but yeah, like some flat acting and not a, not an incredible plot. But that's not why you went to this. Um, Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat's good. You want to see some killing and some fighting. I had a couple mm-hmm. people text me that they saw it over the weekend at home um, and really enjoyed it too. So um, sounds like it does well. It does okay on the small screen too. Um, anyway, uh, anything you guys would add uh, on Mortal Kombat? What do you think? Yeah, um, I'll definitely see another one. It sounds like they'll do another. Um, they set it mm-hmm. up for a sequel. Um, I think if they do another one, uh, that main guy needs to not be in it as much. Cole um, Young. Yeah, that guy was a fucking wet blanket. He was not entertaining at all. Um, I thought his, I thought the, the ultimately what happens with him in terms of his character is kind of cool, but uh, yeah, he was, he was very, like you said, very flat. And um, they, I think they missed some opportunities with, with some of the characters, um, I think some of the characters were underutilized uh, or not given an opportunity until too late in the movie to be utilized. Um, probably holding some stuff back for a sequel, mm-hmm. but I think you might also uh, put yourself into a corner sometimes of doing that. So, you know, it is what it is. I like you said, I enjoyed it. Um, I think uh, it was it, big, dumb fun, some cool kills. And uh, I will, I will watch, an, I will watch another one, and hopefully, when when the next one happens, it's a little bit more, a little more spread out over the characters. We get to see a few more, um, a little bit more of some of the characters, and uh, give me some more of those those fucking kills. Give me some spines ripped out of bodies. I need more of that. Yeah, give me some Fuck brutalities, yeah. f- fatalities, friendships, all of that. Stuff. Babalities, babalities, dude. Give me one of those. I guess just sitting here talking, I completely forgot I can just turn this on my TV and watch certain scenes over again if I really want to. So mm-hmm. at least there's that for people. I mean, yeah, I think, Seth, you're entirely right of they're pro- they were probably holding a few things back because I'm like, you could have gone a lot crazier, a lot more yeah. in-depth here. Um, sequel, hopefully we get one. Um lose the hey here's the audience pov character we don't need it yeah, just give like us that. a movie give us this tournament give us some crazy action um, that guy felt like he was in a cw show yeah yeah louis, louis tan unfortunately yeah but i mean uh, from all the behind the scenes photos and everything it looks like they love doing this movie so just bring them yeah. all back have the same attitude just make it better yeah this is a fun one it's on hbo story. max and a story says it yeah no, I would say you don't need a story. Just fucking, especially this next one. If you're including a few more characters, just let them all. Oh fight yeah, each other. like literally just do a tournament. Just open the movie with the the how the old school uh, Super Nintendo game worked, where you're going down the tower, and then it's like, okay, here's five minutes of this fight. Then they win. Then give me ten minutes of that fight. Fifteen minutes of that fight. Boom, 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 and then just that's the movie. 
and then and then they have the winner, and then at the end, you just hear kind of in the distance, Hadouken! And then the third oh, shit. Street, street Fighter versus oh Mortal Kombat. Oh my god. Fuck! Seth, you just <laughs> wrote a hundred right million dollar movie. movie. <laughs> Holy dick. Oh, fucking A. If they get some Hadouken, if there's a Street Fighter movie, maybe this is proof of concept. I hope this makes a bunch of money so that they can do another Street Fighter movie, which I think could be mm-hmm. really cool. Um, but yeah. Sounds like we're all on the same page. This was fun. Uh, if you've got HBO Max and you haven't seen this, pretty fun one to throw on. Maybe you want to have a couple of beers, maybe some recreationals. Um, this, <laughs> this is a pretty enjoyable movie um, if you want to see some some fighting and some gore. So check out Mortal Kombat. Um, and th- that's what we saw this weekend. Uh, but we got a couple things coming out this week. Jared, you've seen some pre-screenings. Um, I know there's a couple things that you wanted to tee up going into this weekend. Yeah, there's a couple things that come out this weekend. One on Amazon Prime, Amazon Studios. It is Without Remorse, action movie with Michael B. Jordan. I can talk more about it next week. Um, If you're looking forward to action, check that out. Otherwise, if you're looking for a wholesome, hilarious family uh, animated comedy, check out uh, The Mitchells vs. The Machines on Netflix. Um, You two need to watch that so we can talk about it next week. I loved it. I'm excited. Yeah, I remember when you saw this, you were like, yeah, you guys got to check this out. So really excited to see that. I would add to the list Invincible. If you haven't been watching Invincible on Amazon, do it. Uh, The finale is going to be this Friday. We'll talk about it next week. Um, Really dope comic book, animated comic book superhero show. Um, There's more gore. If you you like Mortal Kombat, you'll like the gore and and the violence in this one. So Mitchells versus the Machines without remorse and Invincible coming up next week. It's coming right for us! And that's gonna wrap us up for, what did you watch? What? 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 What did you watch? We are just about done with a long show. We appreciate you sticking with us here. Uh, before we let you go though, we know we gotta give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, t- one more thing. This is gonna sound really dumb. Um, Lay it on us. I shaved my face yesterday for the first time since I was 14. Um, <laughs> I, I, I always, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have always what? used, I have always just used an electric, uh, you know, an electric trimmer or whatever, you know. Um, but yesterday for the first time in a long time, basically what, I, what I'm finding out is that using that electric the way that I've been using it is not doing any favors for my skin. And I'm trying to pay a little bit more attention to that now. And so I used an actual razor and shaved my face. And it was a crazy experience. I was so afraid I was just going to cut my fucking skin off my face. Um, but it, it was okay. It, it went pretty well. It went pretty well. But um, ultimately, I guess that's my news is for, for over half my life, I have not shaved with a razor. And I, I finally did it. And, uh, and it was good. I guess if there was a punchline here, take care of your skin. Okay. It, it just takes a, a little bit of money to get some decent products for your face and a little bit of time to dedicate to it. But I'm already, I've just for like a few days been really paying attention to it and I'm already seeing some changes. So, um, put a little time and effort into your skin and get yourself a razor. <laughs> That's my one more thing. The old shaving cream in the razor, huh? For my one more thing, um, I think we had kind of, I don't know, I guess off air and whatnot, we're all, I think in a roundabout way, all trying to be a little bit more healthy. I mean, we still have some bad uh, habits here or there, but I'm personally trying to work out a little bit more, I guess eat healthy, and uh, one thing that I did as a, 
substitute, I think, is something that Cody already does, is I finally, for my smoothies, switched over to almond milk. Woo! And yeah! not going to lie, I've been missing out. Those are some tasty smoothies with a lot less calories. So one up to the unsweetened vanilla almond milk. God damn right, we got a convert, baby. You're getting a horn for that one. <laughs> now we just got to get set. See, I don't drink milk, like, at all. Almost never. Um, I, ha- I have, if I get milk for, like, Oreos, I'll get, like, a like a individual, like, one of those little cartons, almost. Not even a carton, like, like one of bottle. those, like, plastic ones. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Because um, I just dip cookies in it and that's it i will see not your mom not your mom not your milk so Mm. no milk no milk at all (laughs) yeah i guess uh you know you talk about we're all trying to work out more i've gotten back into running which is something that i was doing avidly for about five years straight and then uh got old and started uh, having foot pains uh and so because uh, we're we're collectively um, looking into doing a uh, with also with Kyle doing a, a race um, in a few months, and so not even a race, just a you know technically it's a race, but I'm not competing against anyone. Uh, I'm just competing against myself to try and make it to the end without dying. But uh, no, so I've, I've been getting back into that, and that's been been a lot of fun um, actually. I I've been interested to see, I guess especially getting older. Um, almost doing like experiments on myself and like seeing what my body can and can't handle and what my body can and can and can't uh, and like digest well and things like that. Um, trying different things with diets and foods and um, like something I've been doing for a while now is unless I have like leftovers or a reason to um, during the week, I tend to not eat any meat. So I do more plant stuff and um, or like beans or um, beans. Yeah, vegetables and things like that. So um, just little things like that, um, seeing how my body handles that and how my body feels. And that that's when getting back into running, I was doing it so often back in the day. I was running close to seven, six and a half, seven miles a day for, for a while. Um, and then had foot, foot pains and other things come up. And so getting back into that's been a lot of fun, uh, feeling a lot better um, just in general. But it's all about keeping patterns and keeping stuff going and and um making a habit and i mean cody knows i i'm pretty good at that i'm pretty good at keeping a habit of things and and sticking to stuff um but when it comes to body pain (laughs) things like that getting older uh it's a little bit more difficult to do that because you just don't know exactly how much your body can handle um with certain things and pains are a real thing when you get close and hit 30 (laughs) so um yeah, it's been fun to do that. So running, thumbs up. I've missed it. Take care of those bodies, guys. If you're listening to the show, there's a decent chance you're getting older. So uh, <laughs> take yourself on a run. Get yourself some almond milk and shave your fucking face. <laughs> That's it for one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. That's going to do it for episode 193 of the SoCo Show. Uh, thank you guys for joining us, and thank you for sticking around for an extra long episode. We had a lot to chat about this week. Let's see. Um, again, want to remind folks that uh, May 20th is our next live show over on the J Buck Studios channel. At Jared Buckendall. Jared, for folks who are making their way over there or to your TikTok channel, uh, what can they expect coming up here? 
Yeah, over on YouTube, um, next week, early in the week, I will have the first uh, episode review for The Bad Batch. Uh, they just sent that over to me, Star Wars, The Bad Batch. So if you're looking forward to that, I will have the episode one review next week and then episode two on Friday and then so forth. Um, and then TikTok, just doing the normal shenanigans. I don't know. The ideas I think of these last few days don't make any sense. So if you want to see just some ridiculous <laughs> videos, go jump over there. But I will say um, we just hit 4 million likes on the page, which is insane. And, and the very first video to finally get 2 million views. So huge Holy shout out shit. to uh, people for watching all those crazy videos. Wow. Congrats on that, man. That's Woo. awesome. The numbers keep racking up. I love it. I, I don't usually have anything to plug here, but I did have a um, friend of the show, Mike Hass from Mike Media. You might have seen him in the chat on some of our live shows. Had me on his podcast, Hass Discusses. Um, I'm going to link to that in the description box. Had a really nice time catching up with Mike. It had been a while since we chatted, and we had a, we had a pretty fun conversation uh, last weekend that I think you guys will enjoy. So we'll link to that so you guys can make your way over to it as well. Um, but besides that, I think... I think that's it. One last shout out to all of our sponsors and our anchor wankers for keeping the show going and growing. Really appreciate all of you. And for now, that is going to wrap up episode 193 for the bro host, Jared Buckendall, and the so host, Seth Ott. I've been the co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye.